I was gonna say, you gotta get the jizz out of yours after we're done. Lumumba? Lumumba? Is that like a dance? I'm only going to accept Asian women. Belgium? Today's episode is brought to you by Kin Mittens. Fuck you, Belgium! Go patty boy! We don't need your waffles. The fuck out. Hey, dabblers. Ah! Yeah. We're, we're excited that you're here ah! for another episode of People Time. Delicious. Delicious. Oh, man, I've missed you, dabblers. It's only been a week, but I've missed you. It's, it's been too long. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. So we're going to make sure that you get some extra loving. Mm-hmm. Nice and tight. Mm. Nice and close. Tuck it. Tuck it in. Tuck it. Tuck it. Yeah. Tuck it, you dabblers. Merry New Year, you dabbling fucks. Yeah. yeah. It's the holidays. And we don't stop. No. Every other podcast took a break. And that's why you get to listen to us. When you're like, oh, these other podcasts, I want to listen, but I can't. That oh, thank God. People time. That's actually true, though. Like, yeah. the podcast I listen to, I've had to take a break from. And what? Just languish at work like a jackass. Yeah. Listening to fuck music. Jesus. Actually, I've been listening to People Time. Oh, that's good. To up our numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's super special about this episode? Huh? It's episode 50. Really? Yeah, this is our 50th episode for our dabblers. Wowzers. Yeah. Motherfuck. The big 5 oh, I is hate that, that I said that. 50 weeks, or does that count our two-parters? That's that two. includes our two-parters. Still. Yeah. It's the same amount of... Because we're almost at a year here pretty soon. Every week for almost a year. We love you. Wow. I hope you guys appreciate it because we're not going to stop until we've had sex with every single one of you. Yeah, and you should go spread your dabbling love to other people and make them dabblers. That's how you actually become a dabbler is you either listen or you go and have sex with somebody and you make them a dabbler. You make them? Well, I mean, you ask them first and then it gets rough and then you're like, so now you're a dabbler. The sex is consensual. Yeah. Making them a dabbler may or may not be. Yeah. All right. You tell them afterwards. But it's <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's, it, there's worse things like, you got to go get checked. You're a dabbler now. Oh, well, I don't know if they have tests for that. It's a little bit. We're, we're, we're building one right now. It's like those diseases they still don't have names for. They're like, I don't fucking know. They're yeah. weird. They listen to this fucking weird podcast. They laugh at their desk randomly. <laughs> it's a horrifying disease to be a dabbler, but it's a proud, noble group of Peep, think like-minded, just the sexy people. You know what? It's better than being mm -hmm. a poplar. Fuck poplars. That's fucking poplars. goddamn shits. Popple time. Ugh. Actually, my intro grunt was more of a terrified scream. Out of, I mean, on the way into the bunker today, I did have to drop kick one of them because they're just to the other dimension. They're just doing reconnaissance. I don't know. I just fuck you, poplar. Yeah. It was just a popple poplar crawling around. Damn, fuck. So, you know, we always say that people should re-listen to our episodes because they get better with time. Yeah. It's like Kroger cheese or box wine. Yeah. You know, it just gets better with time. So I've been re-listening to our uh, Bruce Lee episodes and some of the war ones yeah. in preparation for killing more popples. Hell Yeah. I think no one would enjoy killing Popples more than Charles de Gaulle. Pro probably, yeah. I think he would like that. Mm, I think he would be right at home. Yeah, he'd stomp on him. 
One last other thing is, even though all of our episodes you can listen to by themselves without listening to previous ones, I think a lot of jokes and a lot of different references that we make from other people, it's worth it to go through each episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Nobody will have any fucking idea what a popple is if you haven't listened to the last two episodes. Two or, yeah. Two or three, yeah. Sorry, guys. But. But we're at war with them, and it's no joke. Yeah. Also, um, I do still have my pet Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, he's still around. I just want to give everybody a cute image for Christmas. I bought him. He thinks it's a Katie Holmes doll. Mm-hmm. He cuddles with it. It's really a Dora Explorer doll. He doesn't know that. Yeah. But under the, he's on, curled under my Christmas tree right now with his Dora the Explorer. Oh, that's, that's cute. It's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed to leave. Right. But It's the only present he got. Yeah, and some, and some old biscuits that the dog didn't want. Mm-hmm. There's some brands that he gets picky about, so Tom gets those. Right. Yeah. Like Tom, eat this shit. Eat it. Eat it. Tom. Idiot. But he had a good Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's that? Because I know people are concerned. I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, they. He's probably fine. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) That guy's psycho. That's why I have to keep him locked up. (laughs) Scientology will do that. Fuck. Hell yeah, man! It breaks up your brains until. God, nobody knows what's going on anymore. Well, what's your name? Uh, Girls Gone, Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, that's the whole name. <laughs> Girls Gone, Ingle Wilder? Yeah, Girls Gone, Laura Ingle, Ingle Wilder. Mm. Ingalls Wilder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm prairie, prairie people. That's quaint. Mm-hmm. And nice. Little House on the Girls Gone Wild. It's a different kind of uh, show. Yeah, it's it's essentially Girls Gone Wild, but it's like old prairie people. And, and bonnets. It's, and it's drawings because they don't have cameras yet. <laughs> One guy just said, this looks pretty good. It's a stick figure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. <laughs> this is good. Get them nice and liquored up. Tell them that that's the only way to Jesus' heart. And there you go. Bonnets come off. Whoa. Yeah, and you can see ankles and everything too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking oh, so hot, dude. I'm getting hot just thinking. Yeah, I I'm the physical representation of that medium. Do people like ankles? Like in today, is that like a fetish? Like specifically ankles? I know people get into feet. That's weird to me. I bet there's a fetish for everything. I'm probably like look at the roundness of oh, that ankle. Gosh. Cause I yeah, it's probably not enough that you can't Google that like hot ankles. Hmm. I mean, maybe I think I should now. And the ankle wrapped around beautifully to the Achilles tendon, stretched tight. Oh, it's so tight. Firm. Now slap some raw bacon on it. The ankle ball is nice and firm. Rock hard. Show me the other side. The other ankle ball. Nope. That's for later. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She's teasing me with her ankle balls. (laughs) Yeah. I like to rub an ankle ball into my eye hole yeah just to get a real feel for it kind of fits in there nicely mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of pressure just a little not a lot and she's just standing i'm not there crazy while, while you're holding her yeah she's getting paid oh <laughs> <laughs> huh. well i i am backdoor milkman henry hey if you know what i mean i do i like milk well i've got milk got plenty of it yeah if you yeah. know what i mean yeah so do you, do does any do any dabblers happen to look like you potentially? 
I don't understand the question. Oh, okay. I just make you know, back. No, not a, right. You just deliver milk. No. Well, who who's asking? Are you the husband or are you the wife? <laughs> well, I'm the wife in this case, I guess. I'm oh. the pioneer who takes her bonnet off. Oh, then I, uh, yeah, I deliver milk and a little extra. Come to my Girls Gone Wild Prairie House anytime. Perfect. We have, we have tons of whiskey. Did somebody order some milk? <laughs> Gallons. <laughs> I've I've got that much. I might run out. Turn but... on the faucet. <laughs> that's how that's how we that's how we make cheese in the in the old prairie. Yeah. That's the dairy that we dairy Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Does anyone try that? We should try that. I don't think we should. Come cheese. Uh well Sounds I cynical. uh I got a fun fact for you. What do you got, Henry? All right, so this one's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how fun it is, but its I, I think it's interesting. I'm already having fun. Already? I haven't said anything yet. Nice. Yeah, but I can feel it. I can feel the energy. All right. So the idea is, and I, I don't know. I've only I've seen a couple people mention this, so I don't know if it's super accurate, but the idea is that Jesus, as in the Lord and Savior. Oh, not Jesus. His name may not have been Jesus at all. Mm. might have been Joshua. And here's the reason behind it. Hmm. So, if you translate Jesus from Hebrew straight to English, okay. the correct translation is Joshua. But the name Jesus comes from translating the name from Hebrew to Greek to Latin to English. So it slowly gets changed more and more. And I always thought that was weird because why not just say the person's name like how it is? But I guess... It's just one of those things, especially back then, that when he translated something, yeah, it changed the the letters or whatever came out, and then it's like how 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 different languages pronounce vowels differently, and yeah. yada yada, it just gets weird. And so it brings me to the conclusion. The first thought I was like, man, you can't even get the the, the guy's name right, the main character. Yeah, right. Thousands of pages that your god. Be, yeah, and if you can't even get the name right, I mean, how much else is not translated very well, or you know. Oh. Nothing else. It's all perfect. Oh. Oh, okay. That's what I was told. But yeah, his name's not Jesus. Joshua. I know a Joshua. Yeah. That guy's closer to being Jesus, name-wise. What about in, like, real life? He's a pretty good guy. I does like he know, him. Does he know his dad? Uh, I don't think he hangs out with him so much. Is he possibly, you know, supernatural? Probably. Badass. Yeah. Um... I, I have a love for him. I know, yes, I know this. He this. could save me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> He's a good guy. I would believe in his healing powers. Yeah. Yeah. More than I would believe in the previous one. That guy was definitely just a, a con man. Yeah. It makes you like think about how cool it would be to like, send David Blaine back to oh, yeah. like, Jesus' time, and him just being like, watch. And then he turns water into fucking wine, and everyone's like, oh, holy fuck, dude. And then... Yeah, it creates a religion, and then they kill him. Yeah. But that's definitely It's okay, happening. though, because when he goes on the cross, he was actually also saying, like, no, this is how it goes. But he's totally fine up there. They drive oh, nails through his hands, and he's like, I'll stay up here for three days. <sighs> and just gives everyone that weird look that he does. And, and then he like, comes back down. Everyone's like, fuck. he should be dead. How did he survive? creepy. He's like, put me in ice for days. I can do it, too. <laughs> I don't care. Bury me. Watch. I'll give it a week. I'm going to levitate. And they're like, 
dude, we're worried now. Stop it. <laughs> we already get it. We buy it. We buy it. I, I think that's what Jesus is. I think somehow in the future there's going to be a time machine that. and David Blaine gets sent back and he's just doing magic tricks and like body, whatever you call that when you like put your body through. Yeah. Agreed. Extreme stuff he does. It explains why Jesus is white. He's not blonde, blue-eyed, though. No. Or brown hair. That got translated wrong later. Yeah, he was just a regular-looking fucking guy. Yeah. But he did talk in a way that made everyone a little nervous. Why, oh, why is he so flat? What the fuck is that? He always turns over his shoulder and looks at the camera. Watch. Watch. It's fucking weird. That guy is so strange. But he's a good magician. I'll give it to him. He's fucking great. Yeah. I could, I, you know, yeah, I don't know. And then he just I'll got back in his tran- uh, his uh, time machine and went back, and that's why everyone was like, he went to heaven. He <laughs> levitated in the air, got into his <sighs> teleporter. His oh, time da- machine. Oh, David. <laughs> I don't know. I would buy that. I mean, clearly most religions are run by con men or started by con men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're L. Ron Hubbard's. You're Joseph Smith's. Yeah. Uh, and the people who run them now. Uh, yeah. So Jesus was probably just a guy who was good at fucking tricks and talking his way out of things. That's what I need to do. I guess I just need to get better at magic and then go start my own religion, get rich. I don't think that, you know, like Charles Manson is all that bright. No. I don't really think. It just takes charisma. Well, charisma and then jumping on vulnerable people like, oh, you're a 17-year-old girl and you're trying to travel away from your parents and make yourself into something and you like drugs and sex. Perfect. Yeah, come join my family. Yeah. Because you don't have a family. Yeah. You bitch. Take it now. Yep. You say that to the men and the children, not the black people. Yeah. I mean, that's what Manson was talking about, and Joseph Smith. Mm. Yeah. Probably over on Hubbard at some point. So that's why, uh, what's his name, uh, with the people who all drank the Kool-Aid? Jonestown. That was, they were mostly black people because he was like, that's who's being underserved in the cult market. He's like, perfect. Jim Jones, man. New vulnerable people. Beautiful. I'm only going to accept Asian women. Are they vulnerable? I feel like they would I'll outsmart. find them. Okay. I mean, there's vulnerable people everywhere. Yeah, that's true. I just have to put an ad in the local paper. Seeking vulnerable Asian women for soul cleansing mm. and f- uh, family unification. Need to need pay to get in. But you'll be saved. Yeah, we won't talk money until they're like two or three uh, sermons in. Oh, that's a good idea. The fourth sermon will be... Surprise! You, you owe me money for the last sermons. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, you know, they'll be saved. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to work out really well. Um, everybody trusts the Prairie Girls Gone Wild. Mm. Nobody trusts Backdoor Henry. Well... Mo- one mom at a time. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> but even the husbands, even when they see me around and I'm not going to go, you know, in the back door and I'm just like dropping off the milk, they kind of give me that eye like, oh, what are you is doing he, here? Is he going to fuck me later? I think he's seeing my wife. Well, I got to go to work. And then yeah. they leave. But then some days you stay homesick with the cold and the wife goes to the store and you fuck the milkman. <laughs> yeah. The, the husband. I mean, somebody has to fuck him. Well, yeah. So I don't discriminate. I go for everybody. Yeah, you're just delivering milk. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter the orifice. <laughs> delivering the milk all day. Mm-hmm. Just pumping it. Milk is code for sperm. Huh? I'm gonna just say the joke. What? 
I was talking about milk. I was worried there's like a 12-year-old listening and they don't get it. So there you go. 12-year-old, it's jizz. It's really unfortunate that this is where we are now. You know, it's great. We're an educational podcast. There's no way people are listening to us for that purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I think you learn a lot. Well, you do once you get to the point where we shut the fuck up about cum. I was going to say, you got to get the jizz out of your ears after we're done. (laughs) And then you can get all the good stuff. Just get past the Asian women and the semen. Mm. Oh, and history. Here, here you go. <laughs> See, we sneak it in there. Everyone thinks they're listening to, uh, you know, two idiots just banter back and forth. But really, we're we're sneaking in the facts. Well, you know, the concept of the show is that we're dumb. So we have to acknowledge that right up front. Like, hey, we like boners. Boner jokes. So funny, dude. Have you ever seen a boner? <laughs> <They're> so funny. <laughs> and I don't know fucking anything. <laughs> I don't ever know what's you going on. You just said boner, and I'm laughing like an idiot over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boner. boner. He said it. And then... And then we're like Charles de Gaulle. <clears throat> History. <laughs> Actually, today's episode is no fucking fun at all. Oh, why? So we need to keep it light anyway. Oh, okay. Who is it? It's Patrice Lumumba. Lumumba? Lumumba? Is that like a dance? Um, I think you're thinking of the Mamba. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is like the Mamba number five. Mm-hmm. Or samba. That's a Brazilian style of music. So mine's not a... This is not a dance. No, it's the same thing. It's like uh, a little bit of Tom Cruise in my life. Mm. A little bit of Tom Cruise on my side. A mm. little bit of Tom Cruise is all I need. Mm. Is that what you were talking about? Mm-hmm. That's what Patrice is, yeah. Oh, okay. He's the Lou Bega song. Is that who that is? I think it's Lou Bega. Is that a one-hit wonder? Did he come up with anything else? I doubt it. I would be super surprised if Lou Bega has an, an uh, even a second song, let alone a popular one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. I think that song was big enough, like the Macarena. He's in a mansion somewhere doing just fine. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I'm hoping my Tom Cruise version takes off in a similar way, <laughs> and then we can actually buy the People Time bunker, and it'll come equipped with popple sensing guns, and also so that way we can keep out any of the jihadists when we do Muhammad. It's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be a weird 2020. Welcome. I'm looking forward to it. You fucking dabblers. All right. Well, Patrice Lumumba is part. Uh, is the next part of People Time in Africa. Africa. I bless the rains down in People Time. I was about to sing it, but then you changed the words on me. I liked the change. What are the? Uh, yeah. It's good. Anything with people. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm going to stop after this briefly because my uh, obsession with Africa might end up being annoying to other people. Yeah. I literally had like six people I was going to do from Africa in a row. I'm like, I better I better take a break. Change it up. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to do some requests too. We still have hanging requests. Yeah, we got a couple. I got a bunch. Yeah. yeah. I don't, don't want to acknowledge how many we have. Like 200. It's, it's more than we are responsibly ignoring. <laughs> Let's just say that. We're, we're going to get to some more. We did a bunch in a row. We, we did, did like, I don't know, 10 of our episodes. Yeah, something like that. Pretty close in a row. Yeah. So, And then we started to just be like, I love you. Don't tell me what to do. And then we, <laughs> yeah, did, we, and then we did what we wanted to it do. It was funny because we asked for them to do it. And then after a while, we're like, you know what? Don't tell me what to do. I don't know. what I don't understand what drives us. Because oh. we should keep asking for them. Yeah, no, we should. And we still are getting some more, which is awesome. And we tell you to keep doing it. And we will do them. And we're going to keep on... Uh, 
We're gonna keep doing them. We we had to take a small break to do some that we had been holding on to for a little while. So that's the thing. We are also very excited by the concept. So we're we're doing our our way sometimes. Yeah. So, but sorry, we're terrible. We're gonna do some more references. We did we I'm did. Sorry one for everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Actually, I think maybe the next one or maybe the one after that. Maybe maybe four more. <laughs> uh, my next one, I'll do it. I'll do it. Request. <laughs> We've got so many. I'm sure I could easily be like, yeah, I want to do that one anyway. It's perfect. I just have that terrible type of personality. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> After asking. Then. After asking. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Oh, well. I need medication. Well, uh, so Patrice is from the Congo. The Congo. The Congo. So that's uh, pretty much dead center, Africa. Yeah. I always think of that movie. Yeah. Push me plus. The only thing I think of yeah. about the Congo until I did some research. It's like a whole thing over there. There's like people over there. Is there gorillas too, like in the movie? I think they do have gorillas, yes. Okay. Like, I think that's where the silverbacks are. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. Gorillas scare the fuck out of me. Is silverback a different, it's not a different species, right? I don't think so. I think there's just the one. They're just like older or something? I don't, I don't know. know. I think that's just the one type of gorilla. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a gorillaologist. Now we gotta need to get Jane Goodall. Yeah, is she available? Hmm. Jane, I saw her around here earlier. She's she's looking at the popples because she thinks they might be primates. They're not. No, they're dick holes. That's what they are. Yeah, they don't need a species name. They're trash. <laughs> is what they are, Jane. Yeah, I don't. know. She'll figure that out. She's a nice lady. She's very pleasant. Mm. Makes good tea. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I presume. Well, so some back history on the Congo. It is a little bit of a dumpster fire. <laughs> wow. I feel terrible for saying that. <laughs> Are you drunk when you wrote that? <laughs> nope. Didn't even write that in my notes. That just came to my head. Oh, nice. What? It's just such a fucking mess. Why there. is it? I, I, that's the thing is I don't really know that much about Africa. I know there's some areas that are very yeah. bad for Americans at least, and I know there's some areas that are bad in general. Yeah. Uh, the governments aren't always super nice to their people. No. Um, but I don't really know which spots in Africa are like, okay, that's not so bad. And then parts where it's like, I, yeah, no, yeah, you, you die there. If you I would there. avoid the middle parts. The middle parts? So the south and the north side of it is okay-ish? No. Oh, it's all pretty bad? It's all pretty bad, I think. Yeah. So the south, you've got South Africa, and that's pretty much a first world country. Yeah. Um, they just barely got over apartheid, but it, I think it's decently prosperous. Well, that's good. And the further up you go, you get more of the child soldier, Yikes. tribal warfare, uh, malaria shit. Then you Ugh. get a little higher, and it's a fucking desert, and then you got terrorists. So. Oh, nice. Okay. It's all. Sounds not, scary. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go to Africa. It's a big continent of just. Yeah. Not fun things, it sounds like. Well, when I was doing Wangari Mathai, I was like, man, I just want to fucking live in Kenya. Like, the weather sounds nice. Oh, yeah. I like the people's culture, but I don't think it will work out. I don't think they like me very much. Yeah. Like, oh, you're white. Hmm. And I've listened to your podcast, and I'm certain you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm not. I'm just mouthy. <laughs> it's like, no, like, you nah. don't like Jews, for sure. Get the and fuck out. the Poles, for some like, reason. There's no Jews or Poles here. That's why I like it. <laughs> 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 That's why it's my favorite place to be. <laughs> You know what? You're all right. Come on in. Sweet. You guys like Ghostface Killer? <laughs> all right. Bill, or sorry, Congo history. Uh, really, the Patrice story is going to be less of the, like, when when we were doing um, 
uh, Richard Burton, Dick Burton. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it was like his personal story and his personality. Yeah. I don't have a ton about Patrice's personality because nobody wrote that shit down. Uh, that's kind of how Crazy Horse was. We had a little bits and stuff of his. Yeah, but he's not that old. He, his story is just weird, but his story oh. speaks to why the Congo is a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. What is what is Patrice most known for? Or is that something that's we've got to wait for it to come up? I tell he's the first democratically elected prime minister of Congo. Oh, shit. So he's a politician. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this will be way interesting then. Fuck. It should be. It's pretty politically intriguing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <coughs> oh. <clears throat> that was like me in the future to asking if you're okay about your cost before you did it. Yeah. Watch. What? <laughs> Let me give you all my money. Okay. Because I believe you're going to die and come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep giving me the money. That's sure, whatever you say. Actually, I believe far more in Jeffrey the Giraffe. How dare you? Than you pulling fish out of your coat. I actually, I hang with him. It's cool. Really? You guys are in the same godhead? Yeah. He's higher up, but yeah. So, oh, so Jeffrey's God, David Blaine, is like Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would pray to that all day. All right. And like a the shrine. Holy Ghost is Ghostface Killer. <laughs> yeah. And so... Jeffrey's long neck just comes up and looks down <laughs> at David Blaine and Ghostface Killer. God damn it, I would get that painted on the side of my house. I'm going to get tattooed. Literally, those three are symbolically explain me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I think I just, I just had a spiritual orgasm. Yeah. Seriously, I feel lighter. Hmm. I feel like we just tapped into... You look lighter. Yeah. Well, I'm pale. I don't feel good. It's winter time. Yeah. Yeah. What you're seeing is the glow from sweat. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> illness, not feeling good. Just, Ill- just being white in the mountains. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> Jesus. Congo. Sorry. No, you're good. This is what we do. Uh, so Congo has been under colonial rule since 1884. Colonial. So who was it that was owning Congo area before? It's actually not England this time. Is it the French? It's Belgium. Belgium? And it's not even Belgium officially. It's the king of Belgium, King Leopold II, who personally annexed the Congo. Does Belgium take over a lot like other no. European? No. Just, just the Congo for I the think most so, part. a few other spots, but Congo is what they're most known for. Weird. Okay. Because they had the most effect there. Um, So what happened is that Belgium is like a republic even in the 1800s where the king is more like a ceremonial position and they have a prime minister and a parliament so the king personally annexed the congo drew up the lines of what the congo still is oh weird he was like this is the congo and it's mine why would you want just a centerpiece i always think it's weird to like it's for resources oh okay that makes sense yeah. the congo is it's fucking full of resources. It's Isn't exploding with resources. Something like 50% of the world's gold comes out of Africa. Yeah, and diamonds. And diamonds, well, yeah. It might be more than 50% of diamonds, at least. Yeah, diamonds, I think that's like the majority Probably of diamonds by a 90 lot. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So he told the prime minister and the Belgian parliament that he's like, I'm taking this as a humanitarian effort. It's very poor. These people need to be civilized. Let me come in and do that. So they're like, sure. So what ended up happening is that King Leopold II's reign in the Congo is historically now considered, I think the official historical word is horrifying. 
Oh boy, that's what that's what historians label it as. Yeah, because the death toll is somewhere between five and fifteen million people were. Holy, and this is because this is death, like from disease and maltreatment and murders. Yeah. They were just enslaved into uh, exploiting their own resources to give back to King Leopold. So that's what King Leopold is basically doing to them. He's yeah, to the Congoese Congolese Jesus. people, and he becomes extraordinarily rich. Um, and it isn't until 1908 when Belgium official, like the Belgian people, were like, "Whoa, this dude is actually just enslaving and murdering people to make himself rich." So they uh, retake control, and it just becomes like a traditional colony. So wait, who takes control? Just the people themselves? Uh, the Belgian Parliament. Oh, the Parliament. Of because Belgium. before it wasn't even like an official colony. King Leopold II just owned it yeah. and hired people to go do his bidding there to. When they took it over, did King Leopold still, was he still around and existing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he okay. was the guy who was in charge in 1884. Bam. So essentially, uh, in the 1800s, Belgium and France discovered, I say with quotes, the Congo. Right, right. Which, I don't like that they say that. Because if there are fucking people there, you didn't discover it. <laughs> like, like go, go. what's that called? Gobekli Tepe in Turkey? It's like an ancient ruins they found in the 90s. Oh, okay, yeah. That are pretty neat. That's a discovery because the locals didn't know it was there. Right, right. If you walk into a place and there's tribal people, you go, I discovered you with my white hand. Like, that doesn't... They're like, what? No, we just... Like, what? We were, we've been here, dude. But... They discovered it, and Leopold II said to the government, hey, let me, because they, they need to be civilized, let me go do that. Yeah. And he said, sweet. And instead what he did was he enslaved all of them, killed untold amounts of people, and then exploited their resources of uh, course. To, for his personal gain. That's shitty. And it wasn't until 1908, after several years of this coming to light, in fact, uh, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness touches on this, and... Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle actually wrote a whole book about it, about how these people were being exploited. In 1908, like... With, like... Wait, wait, wait. Because they're enslaved. Right, but where was Sherlock in all of this? I wish it was a Sherlock (laughs) book, like Sherlock going to the Congo. I didn't know he made any other books other than Sherlock. Yeah, he wrote wrote a few things. I mean, I know he he reported on some wars, but... uh... Well, he he dabbled in spiritualism with... That's right, with with Houdini. Houdini, yeah. He's a dipshit. I cannot believe that man is revered. He is so fucking dumb. <laughs> He's so dumb. But once it came to light, the Belgian government was like, whoa, dude, like, everybody abolished slavery, like, at least 50 years ago. You have to stop doing this. So they kicked Leopold out, and he died shortly after anyway. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, and then they became just your general colony. Okay. Were they being treated, I guess, now better than before? I mean, they're still exploited. Yeah. But not being murdered without consequence and... Okay. Yeah, etc. kind of thing. Uh, but to give you an idea, the Congo is bursting with resources. So they have... What Leopold was after was like rubber and ivory and gold and diamonds. Which, yeah, as we were saying, gold is like 50% of gold comes out of Africa and diamonds, it's some high-ass percentage. And I think... What Leopold saw was this shit was just pouring out of the fucking mountains. Yeah. Diamonds and gold and, and rubber. And then later, their resources continue to be exploited. They have a bunch of cobalt and uranium. Um, and then much later, they also have Dikembe Matombo and Emmanuel Moutier, who are both uh, resources who were being exploited by the NBA. Oh, 
Yeah. Yes. But the uranium mined out of the Congo is the bulk of uh, the warheads that will end the world here shortly. Was that where everybody was getting their uranium from, or at least the good majority? Yeah, most of it comes from the Congo. I didn't know that. Shit. Yeah. How does the Congo have all these, like, crazy different... I wonder if it's... And large amounts of it. It's so fertile, because it's it's like, uh, it's on the equator like Kenya is, but it's much more jungle. Yeah. And so I think, I don't know, maybe, and the, the people there just didn't give a fuck about rubber and diamonds, so it hadn't been mined before, and it was just sitting there. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what makes uranium. I don't know either. Satan. I think, <laughs> I think Satan makes uranium. He, yeah. He poops it out onto the earth. <laughs> just tightly. <laughs> kill each other with this. Yeah. yeah. And then it glows in a really fun way. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot you can look up about Leopold's reign of terror, but that's what started the Congolese uh, colony colonization. Mm-hmm. And interesting, the British have nothing to do with it. Take that. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Not 100%. They probably had something to do with it. Uh, it seems like the English and the French were taking over Africa a lot, back and forth in different spots. So Yeah. I know but... the French prefer North Africa, and Europe seems to prefer India. Or, sorry, Britain prefers yeah. India and that sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe they were just like, yeah, the Belgians have it. That's fine. Hmm. I don't know what the rules of colonies are. I don't think you can take over from each other. That that's uncool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's too too yeah. far. Um, well, tell that to England and France. <laughs> Jesus, I don't think there are rules in imperialism. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Well, uh, so I wanted to uh, just acknowledge that we're going to call him Patrice, but his name is technically, I think, pronounced Patrice mm. Mari Lumumba. I'm going to call him Patty. Patty boy. Yeah, good old Pat. So the official language in the Congo, as in Belgium, is French. Oh, I did not know that. What? Wait, as in Belgium as well? Yeah, the Belgians don't. There's no Belgianese. They speak French and German and Dutch. They have a different accent, though, right? I think so. I feel like when someone does a Belgian accent, that's, you know, of English. Like, you know, Isn't that just English. somebody doing a dumb French guy? Is Belgian. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> Well, Sorry, Belgium. I didn't realize this, but yeah, Belgium, uh, in South Belgium, you speak French, France, French, mm-hmm. and in the capital in Brussels, you speak France, French. <laughs> Fuck, you speak French. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. I don't know where the, I'm. I'm ha- be having an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, right. Do I need it? All right, you're fine. I smell toast. Nah, you're good. In West Belgium, you speak German, and in North, you speak uh, Dutch. So I don't know. I guess they were too lazy to make their own language. Huh, weird. Okay. So they speak French in, in the Congo. They also speak uh, traditional languages like Swahili and uh, Ketuba. Those are uh, African-based yeah. uh, languages, right? Which is where Lumumba comes from, but Prachis is, is a French name. <laughs> My American English mouth can't make those shapes comfortably. Yeah. So it's just Patrice or Patty Boy. Patty Boy. <laughs> Good old Patty. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, so he's born in 1925 on July 2nd. 1925. So it looks mm-hmm. like this would actually be about the time frame when a, uh, a Houdini is almost dead. Yeah. He dies around this time frame. Oh, man. And this was a few years after he taught Conan Doyle that he was being conned by his own wife. Right. For believing in ghosts. Right. World War One's long gone, but Germany is starting to build up to go for World War Two and 
a decade or whispers. And you know who can only hear those whispers? Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. He's the only one. Okay, so I got my time frame. Even fucking Charles de Gaulle doesn't know what's going on. Teddy Lamar's around. Same with the uh, mm-hmm. Jonas Salk. He's he's working on his he's vaccine. He's working on some shit, yeah. At least he's, I think he's in school. Uh, yeah, he's not probably working on it yet, but okay, I got my time frame. This is where, but we're in Africa. Yeah. Far away from... All those white people. The comfort of being white. Mm-hmm. So... Patrice uh, was born in the Kasai province, which, so like I said, King Leopold, what Congo is now, geographically, is just a line that King Leopold drew. He just went, shh, mine. Weird. And that's still the line in the country. And so uh, Africa is full of tribes of people. And are they still owned by Belgium at this time, or like you know, like, like now? A, yeah, colonization. Or when Patrice is born? Yeah, when, oh, pa- when Patty's born. Yeah, when Patty's born, they are a Belgian colony. Okay, still yeah, under Belgian rule. So anybody who has any important say is Belgian. Hmm. And the problem with these tribal things is that tribes are tribal. They often fight each other or distrust each other and when you say you're one people they go i'm not with that fucking guy so even things like where patrice was born is like a thing so he was born in the unalua village of the katako kombe region in the sankaro district of the kasai province jesus christ so they zoom in on every little fucking spot and they're like no this tribe owns this square mile and that fucking tribe owns that one (laughs) And fuck them. And fuck them. You see the way that they fish? Idiots. <laughs> so, okay. this is what human beings do. Right, right. And he's born to some illiterate farmers. Uh, Francois Tolenga is his dad, and his mom is Julianne Womoto. Mm. Um, I don't have anything else about them. They're just illiterate? Illiterate farmers on uh, in a little village in a mud hut. Uh, oh. Kind of like uh, Wangari Mathai. No electricity. Mud hut. Okay. Farming. Hmm. Um, his tribal name he was born with is Elias Okit Osombo, which is just his tribal name. He doesn't identify with it because he's more political minded. He likes being Patrice. It's more yeah. Powerful. Yeah. I guess, even though we call him Patty. Patty. Patty boy. <laughs> Patty boy. <laughs> uh, but through colonization, they are uh, Christianized, so they are Catholic. Oh, yeah. Tons of siblings, um, but his dad recognized in Patrice some inherent smart brains, big big brains on Patty. So he's like, "You, I don't want you to be a farmer. You have potential. Go to school. He wanted him to be a doctor or a teacher. Oh, cool. So he goes to what uh, the Belgians called Africa-only schools, which is schools only for black kids. Oh, so it's segregated. Yeah. They have white schools. That's shitty where they probably teach you actual things. That's weird that, you know, this is something that's always been something from when I was younger that I thought was odd because I go, okay, Africa, yeah. I would assume is predominantly a lot of black people over white people. I have no idea if that's even true or not. But even furthermore yeah. is I remember like going like, okay, well, over in the U.S., yeah, segregation and the white people were, you know, basically enslaving the black people and yeah. whatever. But over in Africa, I figured it would have been the other way around if there were white people. They're <laughs> yeah. like, this is where we're from, so welcome, white people. And then mm-hmm. they But that's not the case at all. As a matter nope. of fact, it's pretty much the same as how it is in the U.S. or was in the U.S. Yeah, white people have 
fuck you disease. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um, but not in the good way. No, in a terrible, yeah. awful way. Because I have fuck you disease, but that's like, don't tell me what to do. White people in general have the I fucking kill you disease. Or, yeah, I I make you do stuff for me. It benefits me and it fucks, it sucks for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want us to sound racist against white people, but... Uh, I mean, history kind of imperialism seems is. to be having a pattern. And if I, if I, like, spent a... An intentional amount of time finding dark skinned people who were evil to disprove that point. What kind of emails would we get then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> fuck you. Um, but these schools are Catholic and Protestant run, they're Christian based. But Pat- Patrice is so bright and curious that his teachers actually give him books to take home to study because he's bottomlessly curious about everything. That's cool. And he passes all his classes very easily. He reads a lot by the French Enlightenment folks, so like Voltaire or Jacques Rousseau, um, people who are all... These were like the writers who, who incited the French Revolution when they were like, personal freedom, democracy, human rights. And that's what Patrice is super into. He's like, something's off in my country. Yeah. We're being black means second class or worse yeah. and and he was thinking about that in the french revolution if you were non-royal or whatever you were second class so he's absorbing all that kind of shit hmm. and when he's 19 he moves to stanleyville stanley ah the marvel creator yeah stanleyville mm-hmm. not as fun as stanley oh yeah because it's named after an african explorer and they just named it Stanleyville. Okay. Uh, currently, uh, the Congo is uh, liberated and democratic, so they have renamed it uh, Kisangani. Kiss- Who's Ghani? Kiss- mm. I'm kissing Ghani. Mm, I want to kiss Ghani. I wish it was. It might be a soft G, kissing Yanni, the new age guy. Okay. I'll kiss Yanni. Yeah. It's a good sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Pucker up. You, you got it. You're gonna have to have a good sense of humor to make new age music, <laughs> and not <laughs> take yourself seriously. <laughs> um, but it is an urbanized city, so he leaves the uh, the farm places and goes to the big city. It's not the capital, but it's probably the second biggest city there. Yeah. And he works for the postal service, and he actually works there for eleven years. Oh shit. Uh, the only notable thing that I found that he did there was that he created a labor union in the Postal Service, which they didn't have before, which, again, gives you a sense of where his head is at. Yeah. He sees injustice, and he goes, no, 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 no. For the people, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Let's unionize. Yeah. Uh, unions are good and bad, but... Open the gates and seize the day. Is that a union song? It's from Newsies. Oh, <laughs> so they were singing to yeah, you know, get their their dues. Yep, <laughs> they should have been unionized. Yeah, but, going on strike. But instead, they they're all obscure now, except Batman. All the, <laughs> all the newsies. Yeah, I don't know what happened to any of the other people. They all died. Yeah, they died of being poor newsboys. <laughs> yeah, Jack Kelly took a a ride in, with the president, so he was fine. Yeah. Roosevelt. He's like, see you later, guys. Did that happen in the movie? Yeah, but he came back. I haven't seen Newsies in 20 years. 
think I watched it in music class in junior high. You're missing out. Jack Kelly is cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's the coolest 11-year-old I ever saw. He is super neat. He, he's super fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For an 11-year-old. Uh, it was weird. It's weird that I said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that weird. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I said much worse shit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in 1951, at the age of 26, he marries Pauline Opengu. And they eventually have four kids together. Pauline Opengu. Opengu? Pauline. Pauline. Yeah, Opengu. Hmm. Might be a soft G. Opengu. Okay. Opengu! Pauline! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they have four kids eventually. Um, he joins the Liberal Party of Congo, which is uh, just a political party. They're a community-based group. They don't have rights i was gonna say is it just like super local government like not because they're still belgium owned right Mm -hmm. you can work for belgian officials but you don't like have power you don't vote for shit Mm -hmm. but you're sort of a community organizer and really what it is is just meeting in basements and getting everybody worked up like fuck the belgians that's where it starts though man fuck you yeah get it going get people worked up maybe burn a building down or something yeah Maybe the post office. Fuck it. I used to work there. It sucks. Dude, I hate it. I've been wanting to burn it down for a while anyway. It's just in general. The mail never stops. (laughs) It never stops coming in. So flammable. The whole place. Can we talk about the mail? Can we talk? I've been dying to tell you about the mail. Please. Can I just tell you about the mail? I know. Civil rights. Guys, I get it. But check this out. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) Pepe. And I'm in there. Carol! (laughs) Carol! Carol! Not only do all of these people exist, <laughs> they're all... asking where their mail is. For We're going to get fired. <laughs> I don't know how much of that you can keep because we're just quoting the Pepe show now. Sylvia. <laughs> Jesus. I was Pepe Sylvia one time. I remember that. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I think it was my brother who told me that that is Pennsylvania. <laughs> and he's misreading the word because he's, he's illiterate. <laughs> it's like they're all addressed to Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but it's probably exactly what it is. Sounds like something they'd come up with. Oh, yeah. This is always sunny in Philadelphia, if you're unfamiliar. You think there's a pirate behind that door? <laughs> the door oh, marked that, private? That door marked pi- private? Is that the pirate door? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I could quote we that have show to take, too much, so. We have to take always sunny breaks. Yeah. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Kitten Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> Are your cats too loud? <laughs> yeah. Get kitten mittens. Only at Patty's Pub. Um, well, the Liberal Party of Congo is, yeah, like we said, is just a community group that sort of just yells a lot. And in 1956, he gets arrested for embezzling money from the post office. Wait, was he actually doing that? Yeah. Oh, shit. He embezzled about $2,500 dollars in that day's money so really not a crazy amount true politician well yeah he he claims he stole the money to support socialist activities he never spoke about it again that's kind of a funny way of doing it i want the money to be spread out more yeah and they're not doing it so i'm gonna take it and then spread it out that's some that's some robin hood shit yeah good for you patty the rich and give to the poor I do believe in that. I actually believe in eating the poor. Or, sorry, eating the rich. <laughs> eating the poor. Oh. Well, 
if I get rich from people time, then I'll switch and I'll say we should eat the poor. Currently, I want to eat the rich. Okay. Eat, Just eat, eat, eat the rich. Yeah, I bet they're tasty. I bet they taste like fucking butter. Yeah, KFC. Yeah. I'm going to eat so many rich people. Once the revolution starts, which is any day now, <laughs> I'm not even waiting for it to get cold. I'm eating a fat guy. <laughs> it hasn't started yet. Ow, stop. It's coming, though. I can <laughs> smell it. Did you see Fox News this morning? I'm going to eat a guy. Well, he uh, was sentenced to two and a half years, but he only did one year. So he is in jail for one year. Uh... He was released on good behavior. Oh, that's nice. Good job, Patty. Uh, and when he released... They sent the Patty wagon for him? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't feel that bad, actually. I feel okay about You it. shouldn't feel bad about that. <laughs> Caught me off guard. I didn't think of that joke. I'm going to hit that low-hanging fruit all day. I think that's... We mostly squeeze the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. Yep. Feels good, though. They're it's... juice. They're the juiciest. <laughs> say. And full of bugs. <laughs> yeah, they're... <laughs> Full of bugs. It's delicious. It's nice and quick. When uh, he's released, he moves to the capital, Leopoldville, named after their former oppressor. That seems weird that they would they kept the name. Huh. Whatever. Up until their liberation. It's called oh, okay. Kinshasa now. Oh, okay. So the capital gym is Kinshasa. But it's the capital there. He goes to work for Leopoldville Breweries. That sounds awesome. It actually sounds kick-ass. So he's really good at speaking to people. He's a great salesman. And he hits the streets with beer. And he gives people free samples. He's like, hey, come check this out. Hey, come here. Hey, I got some beer for you. Like booze? Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. And it was this beer called uh, Polar Polar Lager, Polar Pilsner. Oh, okay. Called, which was brewed in the Congo. I don't think you can get it anymore. But it was like a light lager. I read a review about it on a history beer website. Really? That sounds like an awesome website. Fuck. I spent a large amount of time on there. Oh, yeah? Do you have the website? I can find it again. Oh, that's yeah. cool. kind of want to become a beer scholar, but I'm sure my liver would not forgive me. Nah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm not going to make it that far anyway. Nah. Let's enjoy it. Um, <laughs> Let's just get into it. Did I talk about this before? I was going to say that for Christmas I got a box of uh, around-the-world beer. Oh, you didn't talk about it, but, I mean, with me, yes, but not on this. Oh, okay. So... I just wanted to, because it's hilarious to me, I got a box of around-the-world beer, which is really just beer from Europe. Okay. It's like 12 different beers from Europe, and there's great beer from Germany and England in there, Ooh. and there's a couple in there from France, and I've spoken clearly on my feelings about the fucking French. Yeah, you uh, you think that they are... No, I'm not going to lie for you. you. You hate them. <laughs> hey, hate's a strong word. Okay. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't hate the French. No, no. There are a lot of things I like about the French, but what I was unprepared uh, for was them to even have beer. I was like, hmm, you guys didn't seem like the type. Tasted it? Shit. <laughs> well, Just terrible beer. What was it that was shitty about? Was it too much like wine? Like, let's mix wine so, and then cheese. One of them was so light, and Americans get shit for having super light beer. Yeah. This made Coors Light taste like, like a stout. Oh. It was, it was like crystal clear water and i'm sure the french they're like mm, mm, so fresh and crispy and i'm like you fucking frogs <laughs> doesn't taste like anything and then they had another one that tastes like fucking cantaloupe do not put fruit in my beer you fucking french people <laughs> so how did you take it i gave it away mm. i mean i tasted i drank the french ones and then i complained about it and then i drank the german and english ones and had a fucking great day oh nice 
God, they know how to make beer over there. There's this German beer called Dunkel. Yeah, awesome. Dunkel? Yeah, I'm going to order a whole case from the liquor store. Oh, okay. A little bit of a tangent there. Beer around the world. So. Or Europe. This is what Patty was doing, was just telling people about how fucking great his beer is and giving them free samples. Uh, he Patty's pub. Ha! <laughs> he should have had a pub. Yeah. Damn it! Wasted opportunity. <laughs> if I wish he did. But he had, uh, he would go to like, um, wakes and weddings and serve the beer. He'd be the beer guy. Hey, I'm the beer guy. And in Leopoldville, because of his, uh, you know, socialist mindset, community organizer mindset, and good talker, he made a lot of contacts with community leaders in Stanleyville. People who go into dark rooms and go, this, Bel- <laughs> this Belgian situation sucks balls, right? You're not the only one that feels this way. And they go, yeah, let's plot some shit. Ooh. So. Sneaky. He made a lot of those contacts. Thank you for beer. Yeah. Um, he became so uh, tied in with this polar light lager that in Stanleyville, I think even now, because uh, I think they still make it over there, uh, you can say, give me a Lumumba, and they'll get you a polar. That's cool. At least at the time, that was the case. Yeah. Um, he, around this time, loved dancing, loved drinking, wearing snazzy suits. What kind of dancing? Just any? Just go to the club kind of a dance? Or... Yeah, I mean, they're not pop-locking. But, well, it's uh, like, uh, what are we, in the 30s or the 40s now? 50s. Okay, the 50s. So, so they might have been doing the twist. Twist and maybe some, when does swing dancing come in? I don't know. A little like earlier. Dancing. So they could be swinging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw some footage. Um, there's some documentaries about him. And, yeah, they danced the way you think they would, the way people did in the 50s. Yeah. A lot of hip swiveling. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my pearls. Oh, my God, I had a huge boner. and I didn't even know why because I was like, this is tame. <laughs> it's working. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like when we were th- talking about uh, um, Black Buffalo Woman. Oh, yeah. Just the image in my mind, I'm like... Banging. Yep. Ooh. Sign me up. That's what I'm saying. Well, like I said, I don't have a ton about his personal life, um, but I found a quote from his wife that she said from around this time that, uh, I don't know, it's not... It's not a happy quote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So uh, a woman who interviewed um, Pauline years later said that Pauline said her husband was seldom home, and when he was, he was shut off in his own world, either reading or writing. Uh, Because she was illiterate, Pauline did not understand the attraction of this solitary activity, uh, i.e. reading. Yeah. Her Her strange husband slept little, drank a lot of coffee, and took cold showers. Uh, when he was not working, he was volunteering at the library, meeting with a number of organizations, or writing articles or publications. So he is trying to be more and more involved in the social community thing. So he's putting all of his energy into it. It's got to be an interesting aspect from somebody who is looking in on that and doesn't understand it, being like, "What is he doing in there? It's not even anything." Like, okay, what's he's just the staring whole... at symbols. Oh my god! I do wonder what it feels like to be illiterate. That would suck balls. I wouldn't like that. Why, uh, Patty, did you not just teach your fucking wife? I was going to ask you that question. What like, the fuck is that about? Her? Not that I know of. Maybe she wasn't interested in just okay. That could be. I mean, I guess if you grow up illiterate and you're like, my life is fine. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking know. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think people with uh, severe 
Uh, what's it when the letters look like they're switching around? Oh, dyslexia. Yeah, so severe dyslexia. I mean, like probably very similar. I don't think they do a whole lot. Some people can. I mean, some people have dyslexia in there. They read fine enough. Yeah. But I think there's, you know. I don't know. Ultimately, reading is not for everybody's brain. Some people yeah. are more visual. I like visually. <laughs> I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I like to learn visual. Visually. I visually learn. I visual. I learn a visual. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, reading's not for everybody, uh, and I bet if you're born illiterate and you're like, eh, whatever. I'm probably fine. Fuck it. No. Yeah. I bet the human brain isn't probably even programmed for reading. It's something we forced in there. No. Oh, I remember now. Reading makes me sleepy. <laughs> yeah. I think it does that to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I have to watch something to go to sleep, like YouTube. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry? Mm, old school Tom and Jerry, or like how it's made. Bob Ross. I'm going to paint a little bush here, right mm. there. It's our little secret. I'm like, yeah, you paint that secret, Bob. Paint oh, give me all the secret bushes. Yeah. Oh, and of course, a uh, Planet Earth, because Attenborough's voice. Mm. Oh, my God. That guy just, it's its not soothing so much as it's just comforting. It, yeah, it's perfect. I don't know the difference between those words. <laughs> it felt right when I said them. I understood. Yeah, there's something to it. But yeah, I just want to hear him talk about bird fucking. <laughs> yeah, and just, just go to sleep to that. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever he's talking about. Whatever, dude. Tell me about rivers in Ethiopia. <laughs> um, Well, yeah, that's where his wife is at. I don't know why. I don't know if we already said this. I don't know why he didn't just teach his fucking wife to read, but yeah. whatever. Um, So he loves the independent Africa idea. And socialist ideals he just can't shut the fuck up about. Yeah. So in March of 1957, Ghana is the first African country to gain independence. Uh, they kicked out their colonial leaders, Ghana? The rulers. That's the name. The name is Ghana. Yeah, Ghana. I can't help but think instantly of gonorrhea. I think yeah, that's where it comes from. Oh, okay. Definitely, <laughs> gonorrhea comes from Ghana. Ghana met. Aria, and they were just like, let's have sex. And it was a terrible time for everybody afterwards. Oh, man. The world has not been the same. Mm-mm. And it's all because Ghana kicked out their colonial oppressors. Otherwise, there'd be no gonorrhea. Just herpes. Mm. Herpes comes from Herpia, the other African country, <laughs> which is next to Aidsiopia. <laughs> uh huh. I wish I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Especially because there's a kind of a connection there with. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you made so, the reference. No, I didn't. You did. Oh, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. This is why the popples want to kill us. Um, well, Ghana getting independence lit a fire into all of Africa's ass to liberate themselves from their colonial oppressors. Hooray. And historians appoint to World War II for this. Um, once a lot of the Western countries were stripped thin of their military, killing the Nazis. Right. They just didn't have the resources to hold down everybody all the time, so it started to be more realistic for people to kick out the colonialists. And that's about the time period they were doing this? Yeah. Like, well, strike it, when the iron's hot. It's af- I mean, it's in the 50s, but everybody's still sort of like, oh, fuck, World War II sucked. I'm tired. Yeah. And they started kicking them out. Um, and in 1958, Patrice attended the All-African People's Conference in Ghana, in which all these types of community leaders and big thinkers went to the recently liberated Ghana, and they were like, how do we liberate fucking everybody? Yeah. And they had all these conversations. And they have less polio now, so it's perfect. Yeah, well, 
I hope that vaccinations made it over there by then. Yeah. If not Jonah Salks, then the other guys, right? You know, Jonah didn't patent it, so yeah, it would have made it over there if somebody fucking felt like getting it there. Yeah. It's cheap to make, too. Yeah. Oh, Jonas Salk. What a man. You glorious bastard. Beautiful bastard with mm. the sciences. Yeah. Well, uh, at this conference, uh, Patty gave a very fiery speech. One quote from it is that Africans must unite, irrespective of the frontiers separating us, irrespective of our ethnic differences, in order to make the African continent free and happy, rescued from insecurity, fear, and all colonial rule. Fuck you, Belgium! Goddamn right. Fuck everybody. Yeah. So when he comes home, with this fire in his ass, he helps create what is called the National Congolese Movement, or the Movement National Congolese, if you were to say it in French. So they call themselves the MNC. Hmm. And they are just that. They're a political party, essentially, whose platform is, A, get the fuck out of my country, uh, yeah. Belgium, and then to fully Africanize the government, so everybody in the government is actually from Congo, uh, centralize the resources for local people so that their resources aren't exploited, and then remain neutral to foreign affairs. So essentially nationalist. It's, oh, that's cool. It's kind of what Donald Trump wants to do, but it's, it's, it makes sense when you're trying to assert your freedom as opposed to just being an asshole. Right, right. So does this all turn around pretty well then for, for the pa- Congo? Yeah, it works. Nice. So Patty quickly, because of his fiery attitude and intelligence, becomes the president of the MNC. And his thought is that the Congo can't kick Belgium out unless the separate tribes and regions unite. He's all about one Congo. Yeah. No tribal shit. Everybody just get over that shit. We're one Congo. Which, again, there are issues with. It doesn't work out super well right away, I take it? Those regional lines are arbitrary, and a lot of the tribes don't want to get along. Yeah. And they have different interests. They're from different places with different problems. It's kind of like in America, we're all one, but we have states. He didn't even want to acknowledge provinces. He was like, nope, all Congo. Just one one place. Well, his idea was that if we don't all do it together, we're never going to kick Belgium out. Yeah. Because I mean, if, that's a good thought. I mean, that makes sense. Because Belgium know. would just go, well, we'll just get the interests of this region yeah. And we'll make them fight you, and then we'll make them fight them, and then fight, and then just cause discord. And he was like, no, we all need to be a united front. And Pat's like, come on, let's just all get together, be nice, we'll have some patty cake. Dude, we could play patty cake all fucking day. And eat some patty cake. I make cake. <laughs> and we should just I all make... get along. You guys ever had my cake? Cake, it's got some beer in it. It's delicious. It's going to unite the fuck out of you. <laughs> I got some beer. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Um, well, he gains a, uh, crazy following due to his, these types of speeches that he's given everywhere. And there are many riots and protests that break out in Congo against the Belgian colonists, where really groups of people would just sort of on the corner of a street, work each other up about the thought of becoming independent and maybe just go beat up a fucking white cop. And then something gets burned down and people get beat up and it's all a lot of fun. Just kind of chaos, not really directed very well, eh? Nah, yeah. Hmm. Sucks trying to fight your oppressor. Yeah. It gets it gets dirty. Um and Patrice goes and gives many na- pro nationalist speeches 
uh, which makes the Belgians fucking hate him. But he is quickly recognized as the face of the United Congo. People put up posters and use his name as the example of we're with Lumumba. Oh, is he kind of a symbol? Yeah, he's the fist. That's cool. The fist in the ass of the Belgians. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Open wide. We'll fist you. Yeah. And if we twist our hand right, we'll hit your prostate and you might enjoy it, but I'm not going to ask first, so we don't know. Surprise! Ha! Yeah. Fist you. Um, this was around the time as he was gaining all this uh, prominence that he took a tour into the deep jungles to sort of survey their potential resources. And what he discovered were some ancient ruins and very rare diamonds. Uh, but his traveling party were chased away after a few of his companions were murdered by some gray, uh, very aggressive apes. Oh, really? Yeah, who like beat in the skulls of several people. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And he gave a speech after this where he said, As the People's Party of the MNC of the leader, I will unite to quash the dangerous apes who inflicted such damage to our people as to keep us from our own resources. Is this for real? Africa, unite! How the Belgians top taught these apes to attack us is unknown, but we will exact revenge! That's not real. Yeah. It's real? Well, it's the same apes that later in the 90s they smashed Tim Curry's head in for his, his greed. Oh, in Congo. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and this so is just for one myself. specific listener, and I've already said it once, I know, but one specific listener is going to get this, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Push my plus. Is that from the movie? It's from the movie. And the reason why I'm saying it at all is because for the longest time we used to play a stupid game where you would say a quote from a movie and the other person had to guess what the movie sure. was from, right, what it was from. And that's obscure enough. That would be tough. And the person who said it, Go push me, please. Didn't know what it was from either, but everybody had it on the tip of their tongue and just couldn't figure it out. Push me, For please. years. Like, it got to the point where... That's weird. About a couple times a year, at least once a year, someone would just say it. Somebody, push me, please. And everybody just go, ah, what's it from? And, like, after, like, eight years, finally somebody, one of our friends, was like... Randomly watch Congo? It was like, it's Congo. We finally <laughs> figured it out. I mean, it went on for, I think, at least eight years. Wow. Just, like, a little stupid inside joke where nobody could remember what it's from. Anyways... Well, that's from the Congo, everybody. There you go. The uh, odd and bad Michael Crichton story. Mm. You ever read uh, Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park? Mm -mm. Uh, both Jurassic Park and Congo, the novels, are worse than the movies. Really? Yeah. Michael Crichton is like famous for having these really super cool ideas that he doesn't execute well, and then a movie director does. <laughs> Spielberg or somebody. There you go. Way to go, Crichton. I'm sure he made money. Oh, I'm sure that guy's wait, yeah, yeah, crazy rich. Um, well, all of these uh, actual riots that were happening due to all this talk of we should be our own country, yeah, caused Belgium to say, okay, 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 we'll have an election for parliament. Ooh, and at first, Patrice gives a bunch of speeches saying, no, we can't, we can't do that because. The Belgians are just going to either elect themselves or set up puppet politicians. So no elections. Fuck you. Get out of our country. Hell yeah. So he is arrested in 1959. What? For this type of thing. He, he keeps giving these speeches where he incites people to get so riled up that they commit riots. Like, go burn something down. Well, and there was a riot where 30 people were killed. Yeah. Um, which is not his fault. The, the riot, I mean, his speech wasn't 
go cause a riot and kill 30 people. Right. <laughs> it's just energy. Exactly 30, too. No more. And then stop. And everybody go home. And go watch Tom and Jerry. It's relaxing. I've heard. I've heard it's relaxing. Yeah. Or Bob Ross. I don't know if he's around yet. Hmm. But um, so he is arrested and he called for immediate independence after the, the Belgians beat the shit out of a bunch of protesters on his way into a jail cell. Fuck. Um, so he's charged with inciting a riot, which, again, is a gray area. He didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, he wasn't giving hate speeches of go hurt people. Yeah, he wasn't like, go burn that building down. He's just saying, uh, yes, we should have elections, but we can't let the Belgians be in charge of those elections because we know they're corrupt. And then everybody was like, oh, I'm going to go kill everyone. Fuck this. Uh-huh. You're goddamn right, Patty. <laughs> and they burn buildings down. Light matches. <laughs> and just kill each other. It's weird. So it's not totally his fault. They didn't quite read the, the exact message he was saying. Hey, man, people are dumb. Yeah. There's especially especially groups of people. Groups oh, of people. Yeah. Like, I would I would be willing to bet every single individual on Earth you could sit down with and be like, you're not dumb. But then you get a group, the bigger the group, dumber and shit. I agree. I mean, I still think there's some dumb people for sure, but I agree with Actually, the... Uh... I'm just being nice. There are definitely dumb people. <laughs> there are definitely people you're like, whoa. Whoa. You are fucking dumb. Um, myself included. You know, I'm in that group. Not me. I think everybody sits down with me. They're like, whoa, that guy's dumb. Yeah, I'm in the same group. <laughs> I try to pretend, but I think it's pretty see-through. I try to fix it by using big words like uh, bamboozled or like catsup. <laughs> yeah, or poly- Amidrex- Have you ever heard ambidextrous. Polyester. It's a pretty big word. <laughs> But you use it incorrectly, so you're like, <laughs> so when I was in court the other day, the polyester judge was saying to me. <laughs> he tried to he tried to throw a law at me called bamboozling the electorate. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I'm amadrectrous, so the law works for me. Yes. I am a polyglot, so he couldn't touch me. Mm-hmm. Mathematics. <laughs> Sciences. <laughs> Discombobulate. <laughs> Pneumonotromicoscopic cellulokinocloniosis. Bitch. Bitch. Well, he is sentenced to six months in jail for inciting a riot. Um, but there are such large, violent protests in response to his arrest that he's actually released after four days. Uh, so again, like last time, he was only in jail for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because the police were like, Holy fuck, if we don't let him out, they're going to burn the prison down. I like that. The other reason that he was released is that the elections were about to start. So I think it was a few days after he was released is when the elections were actually happening. So wait, they were releasing him to let him to go run? No, it's actually oh. that all the talk was that the MNC, his political party, was uh, the bulk of who people were going to vote for. And as the president of the MNC, the Belgians were like, we can't imprison the president of the party that is being democratically elected because that makes us look bad, even though I don't think they care. Yeah. It's just that they didn't want more violent protests. Okay. Because they, eventually they are outnumbered. It's an odd scenario, yeah. By the Congolese. So if you if Patrice incites enough of them to be pissed off, the Belgians are in actual trouble. So at some point they have to start appeasing them. So they're like, all right, get the fuck out of jail so they don't fucking kill us. Right, right. But they did beat him senselessly in jail. So oh. I think they felt. I think I think they felt better about that. <laughs> That's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. Oh, he he got beat up so many fucking times. Jesus, <laughs> he got beat up a lot. Um, so 
strong guy. If I get beat up, I'm like, all right, I'm God, going, I'm going home. I'm going home. I won't do this stuff anymore. Just don't, don't quit hitting me. Okay, I won't try and buy beef jerky anymore at 7-Eleven. <laughs> I want to do this anymore. <laughs> I just want to go home. Um, well, it's going to explain how their government works. Their government works the way Belgium's government works, which is how a lot of European republics work, which is different than America. And I think we've talked about this because it's similar to uh, Britain. Yeah, yeah. So it's that the people vote for uh, parliament, where they, they vote party-wise. Right. So like, you're an MNC guy or you're a liberal Congolese guy. I like you. I vote for you to be in parliament. And once the parliament is assembled per region, the way that we do with, like, senators, yeah. Uh, the parliament then votes for a president, and the president doesn't have to represent all of them he's more of a ceremonial position who represents parliament in different ways you know it's weird the way you're talking about this now makes me wish that that's how it was here because i think it's not a bad idea because really if you think about it you vote somebody in and you do it based off of their beliefs and then they go and do whatever the fuck they feel like you just trust that their belief is but if you're going in and saying to somebody like i want to vote for this guy because he wants to vote this guy as president there we go. Like, that's who I want to be president. I now put in the person who can make yeah. that happen. I don't know. Well, and the other thing is that they have a president and a prime minister. So so parliament votes for a, for a president who is less executively powerful and more, like, represents parliament in different things. And then they vote for a prime minister who is, like, the executive branch. Oh. But he is beholden to parliament. So if the prime minister or the president doesn't appease parliament, they kick him the fuck out. Oh, weird. So in America, it's pretty hard to kick a president out. Yeah. Uh, because he's not beholden to Congress, as is currently shown in our politics. He can just say no. Yeah. But in this type of thing, if, for example, they tried to impeach Donald Trump and he ignored requests for subpoenas, Parliament would just go, okay, you're out. You're yeah. Get the fuck out and he's out. Yeah. Because Parliament is like the actual government. In America, the president is the actual government, yeah. unfortunately, because he signs legislative documents. It's not real until he signs it kind of thing. Yeah. So the Belgian, or sorry, the Congolese parliament, the very first democratic parliament that was voted in for, uh, was, was done at this time. And let's see, it's 1959. And his party, the MNC, won the majority of the seats. Bam! bitches and they are the nationalist party as in congolese interests only that's all we give a fuck about nice so he is made a delegate in a roundtable conference in brussels uh belgium which is a pretty big deal so belgium recognized that they're outnumbered and they have a democratically elected all african based parliament now and they're like i guess we have to concede something so they have a conference up in Brussels that he is invited to. Which is odd. He's like, hey, I was just in jail. <laughs> and they kicked his ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. So uh, it's good to see you all here. My, 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 how the uh, turntables have. <clears throat> I'm sorry, what? Did, Patty, are you having a stroke? Nope. This is all going according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You won't even see it coming. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Yeah, so I'll talk about this a a little more later, but there's a movie based on Lumumba that's pretty good that Mm. depicts this Brussels meeting very well in which the African delegates are in one room 
discussing democracy, and the Belgian delegates are in another room discussing, let's let them pretend they have democracy. Um, yeah, because that's essentially what happens. Yeah. Um, the Belgians decide that um, they're going to let the Congolese have a government, but their idea is either building a government is incredibly difficult, and they will either fail and will say, told you so, and just retake over, or they'll succeed, but we will implant puppet politicians. And right. We're going to be in charge either way. Because really, the Belgians don't want to release control of the resources. Right, right. Gold, diamonds, yada. Yeah. Oil, all that shit. Rubber. Yeah. Uh, cobalt seems important for something. Cobalt? Like Dungeons and Dragons cobalts? What is a cobalt in D&D? It's a creature that we <laughs> fight at the low level, usually. I think that's what it is. Yeah, where you grind down the cobalt and he turns into rubber. Mm. I played D&D. I know that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I think that's what was happening. I dropped out of college. I dropped out of D&D college. <laughs> so I don't know. Um. Well, the... Let's see. I'm trying to read what I was trying to say in my notes here. Oh, okay. There was a lot of talk about what kind of government they should have. Okay. So this is fun to talk about because this is like early America kind of thing where we're like, how should we do it? Right. Blank slate. We could decide. And there were kind of two sides. You had Patrice's side, which was what would be which would be called. Um, unified or or universalist government which is really just nationalist which means all regions of congo would be beholden to the federal government kind of like uh, kind of like we have now okay. in, in america yeah the other idea would be what is actually called federalist where the regions are more powerful than the central power where they can tell the central power to sh- shut the fuck up. Sort of a difference between who's who has more power, okay. the states or Washington here in America, where Washington has more control. They were discussing maybe we should do it the opposite way where the regions have more control over their own destiny because they have different objectives. So it sounds like kind of the difference between like small government, big government. I hate to say it. It's sort of like the Civil War where even though it was actually about slavery, the South was saying the states should be able to hold Washington accountable as opposed to the other way around. Right. And Lincoln, like Patrice, wanted a government in which everyone's beholden to the centralized government. Keep everyone together. Everyone on the same page. We're one thing. We're one thing. If we're not one thing, then we're a bunch of broken things and we can't accomplish one single goddamn thing. Right. Which is a, was probably true. I don't know. Hmm. I've only read a couple of things in my whole life. Oh, okay. And watched a lot of cartoons. Yeah. Smoked a lot of weed, so I don't even know if what I say most of the time is English. You smoked a lot of weed? Not recently. No, but when you were younger, that's weird. Oh, yeah. A lot. Lots. Ah. Yep. Hmm. I called myself an uh, uh, an eight, uh, pot-smoking, give me, give me the drugs. Hmm. I did used to get an eighth in a week. Holy cow. Burn it, man. Burn I'm it. sure there's some people that are like, rookie numbers, bro. Actually, yeah, definitely. But that seemed like a lot. Like, I don't think I was ever, I don't think I ever was at an eighth a week. Really? Uh-uh. I used to live a very depressing life where I worked at, in fast food. I've done the same, yeah. And I just came home and would get blazed every all, all the time. Yeah. And then listened to uh, 
like Pink Floyd and Mahavishnu Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very depressing time, and now my brain is shit. <laughs> um, well, under this idea where Congo feels we're ready to be our own thing, and Belgium says, yes, we're ready to think you're your own thing, in the summer of 1960, you guys can totally be independent. What? Yeah, it is fun to think that Belgium actually told them that. Like, yeah. you can be. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to fight for it. We're just going to give it to we're you. We're going to allow you to be your own people. Which is definitely a lie. Never let anyone tell you that. Yeah. It's the same as if somebody says, everyone else is lying to you except me. I'm the only person not lying to you. The next thing they say is going to be a lie. That's a liar, yeah. Yeah. Same thing as like, I'm going to I'm going to let you have your own freedom that I've up until now been stealing from you. Yeah. Not going to happen. So it is early of 1960, and Patty Boy is 35, and they're creating a brand new government, which is tough because what Patty has to do, so Parliament has said you are the leader of the majority party in Parliament, which makes you prime minister. <clears throat> Woo! I mean, they vote for prime minister, but it's a shoo-in because he's the majority guy. He's right. the president. So he's prime minister, which means you have to build a cabinet of guys to oversee all the things, and we have to agree that we like it. So you have to get a minister of agriculture, minister of war, yada, 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 and you have to present them to us, and we all have to agree with their politics, and they have to represent the different regions and the different tribal, blah, 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 blah. It's an enormous endeavor. Yeah. And it's like February of March of 1960, and he has until June to cobble this thing together. And that's a big part of his story that... There's not a lot to know other than the fact that he just raced around the whole country finding community leaders. Do I like your politics? I don't. Who do you represent? Okay, that's great. Ask Parliament. No, we don't. you don't like that guy? Okay, I'll go get a different guy. And he's just exhausted. Yeah. Um, Are they just rejecting everything you would think because they, they want him to fail? It's like, no, nope, that guy sucks. No, because Parliament is mostly his party. <clears throat> it's mostly oh, the MNC guys. That's right. It's just that... There are also non-MNC guys, and there are a lot of tribal considerations where they're like, if his cabinet doesn't represent the whole country, then it isn't the MNC philosophy in which it's the whole country being represented. Yeah. So his cabinet is being cobbled together under very specific conditions. Like, his whole cabinet has to represent every interest, <laughs> all of Congo. <laughs> so they, Parliament votes in the president, which, like I said, is more ceremonial, a guy named uh, Joseph Kazavubu. And Joseph Kazavubu uh, is the only other leader of the opposition party, the liberal party of... I'm sorry, say his last name one more time. Wait, say it softly. Kazavubu. Oh, yeah. It's a nice name, right? Kazavubu. Kazavubu. It actually sounds like a brand of shitty jeans, but... Hey, you, what are you wearing, Kazavubu? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got him at Costco. You poor... Bastard. What are you, from the fucking Congo? <laughs> <laughs> well, Joseph Kazavubu is voted as president because he is sort of the, he's the minority. He's the leader of the second political party that is like the other, the minority in parliament. Okay. <clears throat> and he starts building a cabinet too because there's a sense that uh, Patrice isn't going to make it in time. Um, he does make it in time by June to build uh, his cabinet and it is, 
I, everything I read about it sounds like a goddamn headache because there's like 200 fucking tribes in Congo, which means he has like 200 political ideals he has to represent all at once. Yeah. And he just barely beats out Kasavubu uh, in a cabinet that the parliament approves. Kasavubu. <laughs> Joseph Kasavubu. Mm. Sounds like the brand. Kasavubu. Yeah. Sounds like, it does sound like a clothing brand name. Joseph. Kasavubu. Oh, do you want all the ladies? Or maybe like to lick your jeans. <laughs> and the background is just a woman. Kasavubu. Have you ever been stuck on the bus feeling like a loser? Kasavubu. Have you ever spilt jello all over your shirt? Kasavubu. <laughs> the brand didn't go far. <laughs> Their marketing wasn't that great. They, I have no idea what they were going with. Sound like two idiots just making stuff up on the spot. Who were they targeting? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> well, Casa Vubu actually represents that federal, like, provincial autonomy where they're like, the region should be in, tro- in control. And Patrice is like, no, it should be a strong central government. And so Casa Vubu, uh, not being able to get a cabinet approved, Patrice or Patty's uh, cabinet gets approved. So Casa Vubu is like, okay, well, then I'm president. Like, okay, they're fine. So he becomes president? Yeah, Kasavubu's president, and Patty is uh, prime minister. Okay. And this is June of 1960. Patrice is 36, and he is the first democratically elected prime minister of the Congo. Woo! Woo! Boo! That's a good celebration noise. Thanks. Go, Congo democracy! Yeah! Fuck Belgium! Seriously. But they're still kind of in the background controlling things. Are they still trying to do that shit? Oh, they got Kasavubu in their back pocket. Uh, that hasn't come up yet, but they do. Kasavubu's taking fucking meetings. God damn it, Kasavubu. Well, they showed him those jeans contracts, and he's like, I can't turn that down. I'm going to get jeans named after me. Nice. Well, so there's a ceremony inaugurating the independence of the Congo. The Congo. Saying, you have a parliament, you have a president, you have a prime minister, you guys are fucking free now, here's a ceremony, yay! Mm-hmm. What the ceremony was is the king of Belgium at this time is a guy named Boudouin, King hmm. Boudouin. Boudouin. And Boudouin is sort of like what Leopold II was before where he, I don't know, he he feels like the Congo is his. Oh, so he's an asshole too. <laughs> he's an asshole. King Booty. King Booty Little Crybaby. And the plan, which was distributed to everybody, including Patty, was that the king would give a speech, and then President Kazavubu would give a speech, which is actually what presidents are for, like speeches and ceremonial shit, mm. and everybody claps and goes home. So the king of Belgium gave a speech that was shitty. Um, <laughs> so what do you mean? You mean like the speech itself was like not delivered well, or do you mean like what he was saying was shitty? Maybe both. Uh, fuck you guys <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit And we're taking back over sometime you Fuck ga- you You guys know this is like You guys know this is like a joke right Like We still I mean you don't even know that we still own you You guys look so You're pathetic so fucking stupid Look at your faces right now You guys look so shocked that I just said that Oh man I'm Trying to find the, the quote I have from his speech Because it is Is it? bonkers so he essentially tells the congolese that they should be grateful for belgian's presence 
that Leopold II was a genius and that the Belgian presence civilized them and that they are being allowed to be represented democratically. Does, yeah, how, how does everybody react to this? Poorly. Yeah. Yeah. An actual quote from it is that Congo's independence marks the outcome of the work conceived by the genius of King Leopold II, which he undertook with tenacious courage and which Belgium has continued with perseverance. In this historic moment, our thoughts must turn to the pioneers of African emancipation and to those after them who made Congo what it is today. They deserve our admiration and recognition because it is they who, devoting all their efforts and even their lives to a great ideal, brought you peace and enriched your moral and material inheritance. This is what he said. This is what the king said. He's like, hey, remember when you guys were all segregating the shit? It was way better. He's essentially saying, you're welcome that you're savages, and you're welcome that our white hands have directed you towards civilization. Jesus, man. <laughs> People were... I mean, they clapped. I don't know. What <laughs> I don't know what is. Yeah. Did this make? I mean, how did Pat respond? Was he Krabby Patty? Patty was told not to speak. He was not invited to speak at the ceremony because the Belgians know how he feels and they know the type of thing he's going to say. He should have fucking said something anyway. Well, what happened is that Kazavubu gives his speech, which is the same Belgian dick sucking, and as far as I can tell, was boring. It's actually so boring the text is not even around anymore. <laughs> Nobody even wrote, 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 fucking wrote that shit down. Everything's great. This is all wonderful. Buy some jeans. Kasabubu. Kasabubu. Have you ever been oppressed by a European force, but you want to dance anyway? Kasabubu. And everyone just silently like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta clap. The smart ones are like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> Aren't you the president? What is happening right now? I was just told I'm a savage, and now I'm being told to eat or buy jeans? I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> well, Patty is not the mo kind of motherfucker to tell to sit down. Yeah. And when he was told he wasn't going to speak, he wrote a speech. Yeah. And after Kazavubu spoke, he just stood up and went to the microphone. Yeah! He's going to Yeah! Go Patty, boy! <laughs> yes. Did he um, pat him on the head as he walked by? Little fucking child. Hey, little Patty. Oh, Kasavubu? Yeah. It's like, you little shit. Here Get you go. No one's buying your shitty jeans. Yeah. Give me the mic. So, what Patty said in his speech, which is actually pretty historical, is, uh, I'll, I'll give you some quotes. Yeah. Our wounds are too fresh and too smarting for us to be able to have known such insults and blows which we have had to undergo morning, noon, and night because we were Negroes. We've seen our land spoiled in the name of laws, which only recognize the rights of the strongest. We have known laws which differed according to whether it dealt with a black man or a white man. We have known the atrocious sufferings of those who were imprisoned for their political opinions or religious beliefs and of those exiled in their own country. Their fate was worse than death. Who will forget the rifle fire from which so many of our brothers perished or the jails in which they were brutally thrown, those who did not want to submit to a a regime of supposed justice, of oppression and exploitation, which were the means that the colonists employed to dominate us. Mm, yeah. Just, uh, uh, uh. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. So he says, we will make sure that our homeland's earth truly benefits its children, and we will review all laws established in other times and make new, just, and noble laws. So... Are they even getting to the point, though, of talking about being like, just fuck Belgium. Like, let's just kick them out completely. I mean, that's what he's saying. Yeah. That's his whole thing is like, we can do this ourselves. We don't need your waffles. We don't. <laughs> fuck you. I, don't, I can have thinner, smaller waffles. That's fine. I don't need big, giant Belgian waffles. You know, they're too big. 
I don't think they're actually from Belgium, but still. You can only eat so much fucking waffle. Yeah. You get sick of them after a while. Yeah, and you get sick from the syrup. Yeah, it's too much. We, we like pancakes. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're into anyway. We don't need this shit. Get the fuck out. So does what do they do when he just gets up and says a speech he's oh, not they, supposed to? They freak out. Yeah. So the king uh, actually threatened to uh, destroy parliament. He said, I'm going to disband parliament. Parliament reminded him that that's not a power that he has. Yeah. And the Belgians first realized like, oh, so they are actually, this is real now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the Western media actually portrayed this speech as, as rebellious and Patri- your Patty is, is shown as some socialist rebel. That's stupid. There is uh, such excitement from everybody that there are just riots and shootings and riots and shootings where the Belgian populace uh, are being attacked by the Congo populace. The uh, police are being attacked. The Congolese army actually kind of goes insane and starts killing a bunch of Belgian people. Yikes. <laughs> well, like fuck them. <laughs> bunch of rapes and stuff happened. Yeah. Well, maybe I... Uh, okay. Yeah, I think Patty was like, maybe I hit maybe I hit the gas a little too hard. Because <laughs> the whole country just <laughs> lit on fire with like, fuck Belgium! Yeah. <laughs> and they just started raping and burning shit down. Okay. So, which, you know what? You have all that pent-up rage you got generations of oppression. You gotta, you gotta break that line of being like, we're pushing you out finally. Mm-hmm. At least that's the idea, I'm sure. He maybe didn't approach that with a lot of uh, a plum. I mean, but uh, I mean, there's definitely better ways to go about it, but it's gonna go one of two ways, right? Either Belgium's gonna be like, "All right, we back off after you tell us to kick out." It's true, know, though. Kick us out, or yeah, you get fucking murdered and raped a bit. I mean, if they recognize a weakness, they're gonna just exploit you. So he's like, "No, nah, show them we're strong, rape them. <laughs> <laughs> we're dominating you." <coughs> Obviously, that's not, yeah. not an official take, but... I like to think of it that not raping, hopefully, women, but just asshole, politician, hey, yeah. Belgian people. Yeah, old, prison fat, style. white guys full of waffles. I'm sure that's not probably the case, but that's what I'm going to play in my head. That's what we're going to see in our head. Yeah, people yeah. time. So, Patty uh, tried to assuage this situation by... He actually... The, the army went batshit and just, yeah, killing, raping burning shit down and so patty actually gave everybody in the army one promotion grade (laughs) (laughs) good job everybody good work yeah because he's like please stop um see you all need to be beholden to your position so you're not a private anymore you're a lieutenant stop raping (laughs) that's funny gave them all a raise in hopes to calm them down it didn't it didn't no um like i'm getting paid more it's kind of giving them uh positive yeah reinforcement for doing something negative it wasn't a i mean it was a move on his part where he's trying to do something but it didn't get your attention you're getting more money now now pay attention to me for a second don't do this anymore please it didn't work they're yeah. like woo <laughs> hey you want to touch my privates actually it's my lieutenants now <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a great up guys this is fucking great i'm almost a general I'm almost a general of raping if i keep raping i might make it there <laughs> <laughs> that's all i had to do to get to this position that's all it took um, he tours the whole country, kind of trying to calm everybody the fuck down. Uh, Belgian soldiers went to protect their people, and so they kill it. Started killing more Congolese people. Yeah, Patrice is like, holy fucking shit, fuck, because he's got whole regions where everybody's unstable, where the army is fighting 
the Belgians, and the Belgians are killing civilians, and civilians are fighting so the are army. So are they currently in like what would be considered a war, or at least a battle of some kind, or is it just kind of chaos? It's just chaos breaking down a bit because there's no like official lines. Everybody's just freaking out yeah. for different reasons too. So he actually appeals to the UN for help, where he's like, "I need NATO to come help me." Tell the Belgians to knock it off. This is like a smart move. Maybe even help me with my own army because they're not listening to me anymore and just calm everybody down. Um, Belgium sent in more troops in response to this so they could try and retake their areas of resource because they just realized that their puppet government isn't real. It's not working, yeah. So uh, Patrice actually goes all the way to New York to the UN in New York to appeal to get more NATO assistance. And NATO and the UN don't give a fuck. No? They side with Belgium. Why? I don't know. I think... Everybody's white. <laughs> I guess so. But they're just like, I don't know, you got African problems and I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So NATO didn't help. So who did help, uh, Patty took some meetings with uh, Nikita Khrushchev. Who's that, Nikita? He's the president of Russia. Oh, really? It's just the USSR. Nikita Khrushchev? Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Well, I, this is not ringing a bell at all. Fuck, I figure I knew at least yeah, he, their names. He was a leader of USSR in the 50s, 60s. Okay. And um, people call Patty a communist for this. Well, it kind of seems, I mean, you went to the people first, the UN. It's true. And then they, nah, well, you still need help. You're going to go to the next world power, and it happens to be someone that maybe in the Cold War and this with is, the US. This is a big talking point for him where people are like, did he do it? Because where else is he going to turn, or do you do it because he was a, a USSR sympathizer, or does it matter? I mean, he's already established himself as a nationalist, meaning he doesn't actually give a shit what happens in the USSR or America. He wants his country to be good, so yeah. he's going to reach out to whoever's going to help him. That seems to make the most sense. It doesn't sound yeah. like he's trying to appeal to some sort of communist background. Or but anything. that's the backlash he got. So is that from just his people, or Belgium, or everybody? Everybody. Oh, bummer. Yeah. So... Yeah, everybody was criticizing him for reaching out to the USSR, who I don't think are part of the UN at the time, or maybe they are, but they're you know they're the ultimate villain yeah. in the world. It's sketchy. And because the Congo represents so many resources, nobody wants to think that the USSR is going to gain those resources. Especially since the USSR uh, just got atomic bombs not too long ago from, thank you, from the fucking atomic spies. Scary as shit. Yeah. Fucking Rosenbergs. Yeah, the Rosenbergs. Yeah, it's another episode of ours you can go listen to. Hey, check it out. It gets mm. better with time. Oh man, and you get all these cool references now. Yeah, well, yeah. How did the How did Russia get bombs? They stole it from the U.S. Go in the details. They didn't invent that shit. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. We got a whole thing about it. It's good. The Rosenbergs. Um. So yeah, this idea that the USSR could get their hands on this massive uranium reserves. Yep. Made people fucking nervous. So Kasavubu, like I said, it being in the back pocket of the Belgians, when Patrice got back from America, this please help us trip, Kasavubu publicly said that he dismisses Patrice as the prime minister. It's uh, kind of like how like De Gaulle like said uh, he dismissed France when they were exactly in government, which is actually not a power the president has uh, in their government. The only the parliament can do that yeah but then patrice in response said well i dismiss kasavubu which is also a power he doesn't have <laughs> dismiss me i dismiss you <laughs> fuck you you bitch <laughs> and so yeah the whole country is split now where they're like 
oh, so the two guys who are in charge just don't trust each other anymore. Hmm. And my house is burning down. Nice. This is fun. So then they both called for each other's arrest because Patty was like, Kosovubu is clearly in the Belgian's pocket. And he's a cunt. And shit's, yeah, he's a cunt. <laughs> and shit sucks. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. Arrest him. Get him out of my way. Let's fix this. And then Kosovubu is like, Patty is clearly a communist. He's called Nikita Khrushchev. We can't trust him. I mean, Belgium were our oppressors, but we need their help to get to where we need to be. Yada, yada. Nah. So a lot of people started to lose faith in Patty's idea of the unified Congo after his fiery speech did incite a lot of people's passion, but that passion was translated into violence against each other. Yeah, not super, not good results. No. So it kind of sucks. Um, a bunch of tribal leaders called for his removal and or death. Oh, shit. Um, he gave many, many public speeches reminding people that the Unity Party won the majority of the votes, being like, let's not forget, you guys voted for Unity because you know ultimately in your hearts it's what we need to do to kick Belgium out and like sequester ourselves to a legitimate country. Mm. Doesn't matter. The Katanga province, which is like the heart of the Congo, is also the heart of its resources. About... 80% of Congo's resources come from the Katanga province. Shit. It's where all the good shit comes from. The leader of the Katanga province is a guy named uh, Moish Trombe. He fucking hates Patty. Really? And Fuck. he actually says, Fuck you, we secede. We're not part of Congo. What? So they secede or intend to. And then he's going to go play the trombone. Yeah, the Moish Trombone. Yeah. Because he bones himself. Yeah. With all his... I played the trombone once. Oil and gold. You played the trombone? Yeah. Was it any fun? Yes and no. It's a big instrument. It looks hard to play. I wish I would have picked something smaller so I could carry that shit around school. I briefly played with the uh, trumpet in band. Ooh, I did not know that. No good at it. Oh. Couldn't purse my lips correctly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when the teacher realized that I have aggressive ADHD and gave me a drum set. Uh, good news is I've got like no rhythm, so I couldn't keep time. <laughs> My teacher had little chops, uh, chopsticks, drumsticks, and he'd click them, click, 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 mm-hmm. to try to keep you on time. That guy was constantly behind me, hitting it harder and harder, being like, it's on this time. Bam, bam, I bam, bam. hear bam. it. And I'm like, all I can hear is that now, and I can't fucking hear my... So you're just like... Am I doing it? And he'd walk away, because somebody else would be off time, and he'd come right back to me, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm trying. You know, have you ever heard of artistic expression? <laughs> yeah. I'm planning on just on a different time. It, I'm sure the time exists somehow, somewhere. You ever heard of a, maybe a different drummer? It's just, I march to the beat. Shut up. It's 320-second timing. You just don't know about it. Yeah, it takes you a long time to count it out. But once you do, you're like, whoa, dude. Yeah. You're like that guy from Tool. Yeah. Or that other guy. If you guys can play with me, then fuck. We'll make a really good sound, but... You're the only progressive trombone player in the whole earth. <laughs> Cause I can't keep four four timing. <laughs> yeah, people don't fucking know what timing you're in. They're like, "Fuck, that's complicated." <laughs> Holy shit! He just switched from a three sixteenth to an eight five in like a note or two, and what? then did it again. What the hell? <laughs> <coughs> I wish I could play anything. Anyway, <laughs> me too. The uh. Yeah, so the Katanga province looks to secede. Patrice is still technically in charge of the army, so he sends the army to stop them. Oh, that's cool. He's like, oh, you secede? I've got, 
I've got the military. I mean, that's pretty much what uh, what Lincoln did. You know, when Southern states wanted to secede, he's like, "Fuck you, do," and sent in the federal army. Yeah. And the Belgian army assisted the Katanga province rebels against the Congolese army. Right. So they got some support. Yeah. The Belgians are are for seceding, uh, which sucks. Mm-hmm. So uh, Patty's calls to the USSR. It's disputed how much because Nikita Khrushchev is like, I'll, I'll help you out, buddy. What, what do you need? It's disputed what was agreed upon or what what have might have ultimately been sent to the country. We know no USSR troops came over, but it's thought that some air support came over to help his army, but that's unproven. I, I didn't even think to ask this. The USSR agreed to help Patty. 100%. Oh, shit. Because they want are, that shit. Bam. They want those fucking resources. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And they recognize that he has socialist ideals, and they're like, we can play that. Yeah. We could turn him into a USSR puppet. And then we get the resources. Awesome. Yeah. So they send in military and possibly air, air some kind of air force. Yeah, no troops, but potentially their air force flew in some ships to help with uh, transporting his troops to Katanga. Oh. So no military support, even though if military support was agreed upon, it may not have ultimately happened because of what happens next. What happens next? So the Army Chief of Staff, Joseph Mo- Mobutu... Uh, who is was part of uh, Patty's cabinet. He's in charge of the military. Joseph Mobutu is the biggest asshole in this whole story. Uh-oh. He is in charge of the army, and he says, I no longer agree with fighting the Katanga province uprising. I don't like that you're using the USSR. I fire you, which you can't do. Right. Uh, and and uh, takes over the military. <clears throat> or sorry, takes over the government. Jesus. So it's a military coup, this is chaos, coup, coup d'etat, as they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually gives a speech saying this is not a military coup d'etat. <laughs> His quote is that this is a pacifying decision to suspend the prime minister until the position can be reinstated in December. Jesus. Because it is September of 1960. Um, Patrice doesn't acknowledge this, uh, even though Mobutu dismissed parliament which Parliament doesn't have to agree to, but it's the military. What are you going to do? Like, they're, gonna... the, they're the power that's... Yeah. So the government is now run by a guy. So we're now at a dictatorship, a military dictatorship, even though he says it's temporary. It's, who, is it... Who believes these guys? Yeah. Is it going to continue on? Let's find out. Okay. Let's stay tuned. <laughs> uh, Patrice, still calling himself prime minister, gave a televised interview in which he said that Mobutu tells the outside world that I'm a loser and that the whole campaign against me was seen by the Congolese people as a plot against independence, even though we just achieved independence. And he just goes on this tour saying, like, Mobutu is wrong. He is a dictator. We're going to retake our government. He's anti-democratic. Mobutu had his soldiers uh, try to arrest Patty, but some... UN soldiers, some NATO soldiers who who were still in Leopoldville stopped them. And they were like, we don't know what's going on. So they actually, the NATO soldiers put Patty under house arrest and protect his house because they're like, we think your military is trying to kill you. Yeah. So Patty is getting death threats and he decides to try and leave to reach some more northern regions, which is where he's from, where he actually has a much larger support system because he's like in Leopoldville is currently being run by Mobutu. If I stay here, they're just going to kill me. 
Right. So he gets into an unmarked car. They get through the NATO blockade. They get through Mobutu's blockade by hiding him under a blanket. <laughs> and <laughs> it sounds so funny. Just like, ah, this will here. Just put this over you. you it's go. gonna be fine. And luckily it does. I mean, they actually get up quite a ways out of uh, Leopoldville. They get to a point. He's he's with his daughter, or sorry, his wife, Pauline, and his youngest daughter. And this is weirdly true and depicted in the movie. Um, he gets to a river, and they're like, Patty, you need to cross first because the troops are behind us. They caught wind of us, and they started following them down the road. Oh, shit. So they're like... They get a canoe, and Patty gets in the boat, and they're like, you need to go first because they'll just straight up kill you. He gets halfway across the river. His wife and daughter are back on the shore, and the soldiers pull up. No. And he's like, I'm not going to allow them to punish my wife and daughter for what they're mad at me about. So he turned the canoe back around and got out, and he's like, all right, you got me. So he's arrested by the Mobutu soldiers. They only fit one person in the damn boat? Jesus. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, can't put his wife in the fucking boat. Get out the door. There's more room for us both on the door. God damn. Fucking god damn it. Anyways. You know, I don't really care that that, that character died, but the door, man. Yeah, it was a the... big fucking door. Yeah. It's a big French fucking door. Yeah. Rose, you bitch. <laughs> he is flown back to Leopoldville, um, put on trial. I say trial in quotes because it was not. Kangaroo court. Yeah. They were just like, Fuck you. Yeah. You're on trial for being a dick. <laughs> and throw <laughs> shit at him. Uh, they put him on a parade tied up. Oh, that's weird. And they fly him to Katanga where uh, they were they were trying to secede. I wonder if the parade is nice even though you're a prisoner. Probably not because you're like, like hating you, shit. but like you're wanting, like doing like the little wave. Hey. Well, your hand's behind your back, so you're huh. waving. Hey. Like, hey. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Beautiful weather. Throwing candy out to the kids. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Please don't throw rocks at me. Thank you. Well, he is flown to Katanga, uh, taken outside of the city limits, uh, tied up, uh, beaten mercilessly. Oh, fuck. Uh, words that I read for this scenario are tortured, even though I couldn't find what that specific torture is. And then he was forced to eat a copy of his speech. Oh my God. That he gave earlier. Jesus Christ. And there is footage of this. Um, you can see this? You can see the part where they feed him the speech and tie him up and hit him a few times. Yeah. Oh, no thanks. It doesn't sound. It's on YouTube. Oh my. Uh, also, his wife and daughter were. Who filmed this? There. This is in the 70s, right? 60s or 70s, you say? Uh, it's 1961. It's... Oh, I see. Well, we're in January 1961 now. Okay, so yeah, early 60s. Who's filming this shit? I saw, so the footage I saw of this, him eating the speech, is from, you know, those old-timey, like, newsreels. Yeah. So it feels like BBC or New York Times. Huh, he's eating his own speech. Check this out, I got on camera. Dude, it's weird, because the news Fuck. is like, you know, it's all that black and white, and it's and it's a guy like, you know, a rebel leader, Patrice Lumumba, has been arrested by... The military forces in a military coup, thanks to the Belgianese support, and here he is being depicted as being forced to eat his own words. I'm not gonna lie though, that's how the news should still be reported. I like that, like almost mid Atlantic style, like 1950s. It's always the same guy. <laughs> it is, it seems like the same guy. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> ah, I see. Ah, see? We got the news, see? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, like I said, his wife and daughter are there, and they witnessed the whole thing. Fuck. Um, the 
the footage shows. Give him some to drink. I don't even care. The Never what, mind. What? I was gonna say, give him some to drink. It's just paper, right? I doubt they did. It's just dry paper. They made him eat. Rip it up in a piece. Anyways, it is torn up a little bit when the guy's holding it, but I think that makes it worse. Uh, like when you fold paper on itself and it's like super dense. Oh yeah, no, no, it's no good. Unless you let it soak in your mouth, which I. It's Congo. He's probably hot. He probably needs a drink. <laughs> If I could go anywhere in time, I'd go back in time to Patty tied up and be like, here's some water, bro. I, was gonna say, I don't know why I'm asking these questions. <laughs> I think you're trying to avoid the inevitable. Um, Which is... Hold on, before you go on. Yep. Uh, don't, don't go on yet. Okay, go on. So, like I said, there is footage, and I do want to acknowledge that if you don't look up the footage, that's fine because it's hard to watch, but he is very brave, I should say. Okay. He, he ain't crying. He's not struggling. He's not saying please. His face, he does. He says nothing. His facial feature is fuck you, which Good. a lot of times when we talk about people in history who fall into these unfortunate circumstances, I usually make a joke that they're crying like a bitch Yeah. because I think more often than not, that's the human character. Yeah. But Patrice went out stone cold fuck you on his face. Fucking badass. I'd like to acknowledge that. So I read an article from the New York Times about this, which was dated January 16th of 1961 um, on their, like, archived website. And the first news to everybody reported in the world was that after this recorded event, he escaped and ran into the wild and oh, was shit. killed by some tribesmen, was what everybody believed. That's not what happened. It was several months later when it was revealed that he was executed or assassinated by a firing squad. Oh, shit. Why did the other one even exist? The other story that he escaped. I think it's propaganda by the Belgianese, oh. by the Belgians to uh, hopefully control the situation. Yeah. Because even though there are things that they can say that are bad against him, like he's a communist sympathizer, even though that's not true, they can say it. You can't just kill a democratically elected prime minister. Yeah. Doesn't but look good did. to us, the world, right? Exactly. So the he was assassinated by firing squad on January 16th of 61. There were, once this knowledge came out, there were humongous protests, even protests in Belgium. Um, there were college students in Belgium in Brussels who went crazy and tried to burn government building down, government buildings down. Cause they're like, we know you're behind this. We know you are. Yeah. Um, his wife, Pauline was forcibly removed to a refugee camp where for several weeks she protested topless, which is actually like an African tradition. Oh, I didn't know that. For women to to uh, protest completely naked because the thought is... It gets attention. It gets attention, and it's, I am bare before you. Oh, okay. Inserting my rights. So she wanted his body uh, for proper burial. What the Belgians did in response to this, because of the intense pressure, they exhumed him. They cut up his body into pieces. What the fuck? And dissolved it in sulfuric acid. What a bunch of twats. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I don't... You, okay. I think they were just hoping that they could just erase his existence entirely. And maybe uh, they thought symbolically. Huh. I don't know why they didn't think this would make him more of a martyr. I mean, right. It does, but... Huh. So that's what happened to him. Fuck. Uh, so we know from, I mean, this was acknowledged in the uh, Eisenhower episode, if you want to go re-listen to some of our classic delicious mm, shit. Eisenhower. 
uh, Eisenhower was behind this. What What do you mean? So the CIA, as we acknowledged in the Ike episode, are a global, we get shit done group. Right, right. Nasty, shadowy motherfuckers. In the background, not in everyone's faces. Yeah. So when the Belgians said, we're afraid we're going to lose these resources to the Soviets, they hit up the CIA and were like, help us get rid of this guy. So the CIA actually attempted to assassinate him several times before this. They attempted to assassinate Patty. Yeah. Holy shit. They tried to poison him. They tried to shoot him. They weren't able to accomplish those. So what they did was they were like, if we can't do it secretly, we're going to pay uh, these guys from Katanga. To, we're going to hire some hitmen to kill him. Fuck. So the guys who did this to Patty, made him eat a speech, beat him up, shot him, cut him up, dissolved him in acid, were paid by the CIA under Eisenhower's order. How did we find all this out later on? Years later from, from uh, FOIA requests and shit like that. Yeah. Finally got declassified. Yeah. So the CIA, the American people are behind this. I think in the Ike episode I said that the CIA were culpable of uh, assassinating a democratically elected Congo president. That's Patty. That's who we're talking about now. Holy shit, man. Yeah. So the fun part began. Isn't that, I feel like this should be like against something like world laws or you oh know, it definitely fucking... is <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but who's gonna stop us yeah. we're america it's fucking weird fuck you if you speak out against this like people time is now luckily we're in a bunker the cia will just poison us yeah don't drink that i have to finish my beer even if it's poison i don't care yeah you're right okay they can't get to my beer it's paps <laughs> i trust you i trust you paps um the fun part happened was that uh, military leader Mobutu uh, continued to be in charge of the government. He created a dictatorial, which is dictatorship, yeah. regime for 32 years in which he fucking wrecked the country. That's a bummer. Um, they, So he became just a fucking brutal dictator. I mean, millions of people were killed under Mobutu. And he, like King Leopold, personally... Uh, uh, what's the word here? I can't, I think it might, I think I'm getting early onset Alzheimer's. That's okay. I can't remember basic words. Hmm. He the. benefited oh. the <laughs> inshallah. Chicken, the rice. Chicken, the rice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another fucking throwback to another episode. Oh God, that was the funniest. Uh, he personally benefited from the resources that were exploited. And sold to Western powers, primarily America, Belgium, United, uh, UK. So essentially, Pat was trying to go for an actual government that was going to help for everybody. And then you got Mobuto, who is a dictatorship who benefited with uh, Belgium. So they got everything, and then everybody else just gets to suffer. It was pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was, you had total dictatorship under King Leopold. Then you had colonial dictatorship under Belgium. You had... Four months of Patty Jesus, saying that's it. we are Democrats, and then the remaining was Mobutu of another dictatorship. I think this is just what happens when you have crazy resources. Everybody wants it. Everybody goes nuts. Yeah. But Patty was one of the only guys who could fucking speak the right language, even though maybe he said it too loud. <laughs> well, I think people might have just taken it a little bit too aggressively. Also, at the time, I mean... You got to think too. I wonder if you're being oppressed, if you're being killed, if you've already been under multiple dictatorships and different shitty governments, mm. 
Imagine you're probably just upset and ready for it to be done. You might not know how to react perfectly when someone's just being like, we yeah. need to be our own people. And they're like, yeah, and then kill everybody that ever. I've always wanted to rape. That's what I always wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. No, but I get, yeah, I mean, that built up rage, man. Yeah. Where, and it's not just you. Like, you're like, my dad did this. His dad did this. It's probably not uncommon that if you go talk to somebody else and they're also pissed off. So it just feeds into itself. and Years and years of rage and it just explodes. Um, Well, Mobutu later changed his name to Sese Seke Mobutu, which I don't know what it means. I don't give a fuck. He just gave himself this godlike persona. Right, right. Renamed the Congo Zaire. Wait, wait. That's not what it's called today. Well, if you read old books, the Congo's called Zaire because... Mobutu called it Zaire. Just for a while? Yeah, it was for his reign, which was 32 years. So he was kicked out in the 90s. Okay. Um, There was uh, an independence movement led by... Let me see if I can find the guy's name. There was a guy who, kind of like Patty, but a little bit more warlike, raised an army of rebels and physically removed Mobutu in the 90s. Shit, yeah. He became president. He died shortly after because he was assassinated, but then his son became president. And I think they've Weird. had another since. So they are technically a democratic nation now. No longer under Belgium. No longer under Belgium. They're an actual democratic country, and they've had three presidents so far. So they're fucking, they're fucking working on it. Nice. It's, it's been a rough go. I mean, they're essentially a brand new country as of the 90s because they just kicked the motherfucker out. Right. Um, his assassination has been called the most significant assassination of the 20th century. Pat, Pat's Patty's assassination. Okay. By some people. I don't agree. I would give that to Franz Ferdinand myself. Yeah, probably. I, I'll give him number two. Yeah. Just because it, it signifies that the Cold War is on the table right here. Colonialization is on the table. Yeah. How the West controls third world countries. Like it, His story represents a lot of shit that, that is pretty important. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Polar Beer changed its name to Skol, uh, S-Q-O-L, which actually stands for, it's Swahili for Solo Kasavubu Obomaki Lumumba, which means, is it true, Kasavubu, that you killed Lumumba? <laughs> That's badass. So the beer that he represents changed their actual name to, hey, bitch, did you kill our guy? <laughs> That's fucking cool. I want some of this beer. I do, too. I wonder if I could fucking get it over here. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, we should check that out. That might be difficult, especially in Utah. Well, in the fuck, if it has to fly from the fucking Congo, it's going to cost a lot. I was going to say, <laughs> cost a lot, and then the duty on it, I don't know. And watch it get here, and it sucks, and we're like, oh. Oh. Hey, 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 to Patty. Yeah, to Patty. Patty. Um, yeah, the guy who l- led that uh, a, a liberation against Mobutu in the 90s, 1997, was <clears throat> Laurent Desiree Kabila, who, yeah, he overthrew Mobutu as a rebel army, and he actually didn't become a dictator like most rebel armies do. He set up a democratically elected country. He's badass. He kind of went Pat's route. I think he was looking at Patty. Yeah. yeah. And they've had three leaders since then. Um, nice. In 2002, Belgium officially apologized for this situation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we're sorry. Yeah. It, was, it was fucked up. And look, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't great. We understand that now. We don't feel good about it. Mm. I mean, we still are benefiting. So is Congo now rich because they're now pulling in the resources? Oh, no. Most of those resources are still owned by Western interests. Yeah, of course. They're locked down by military bases or don't touch our shit agreements. Yeah. They should be. Yeah. 
the resources are on their land, but you can't take those contracts out of an American guy's hands. Yeah, I mean, fun. we still own their uranium mines. Uh, I think their gold mines might be tapped, but their rubber and shit is still owned by somebody else. Yeah. <clears throat> like I said, it's still a dumpster fire over there. It is a very unsafe place. Child soldiers, tribal warfare. Um, rape is often used over there as a, a deterrent technique, as in you go to a tribe and rape a bunch of women to tell them, like, tell your men not to attack us later. Shit, man. What the fuck? It's not good, and this is what Patty was trying to get a head start on before a bunch of assholes didn't let him. Yeah. Um, Belgium created Patrice Lumumba Square in Brussels as a way to say sorry. Hmm. Don't know how that fucking helps. Yeah. I hope you guys feel good about yourselves. Yeah. Um, where he was tortured and killed is a national monument now. If you want to risk going to the Congo, they got a fucking uh, plaque there. Oh, really? Fuck. You want to go check that out? With armed guards, maybe? I, I, you're going to have to hire somebody. Yeah. Um, in the 60s, Malcolm X called him the greatest black man to ever walk the African continent. Uh, Malcolm X was a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, of, you know, of all the topics we've done so far, I, you know, I'm pretty cynical. I don't like to use the word bravery. I think he was a fucking brave guy. Yeah. I think he did a great job. Um, his son, Patrice, uh, he, he actually has a son named Guy Patrice Lumumba. He was part of some rebel groups who fought Mobutu in the 80s, mm-hmm. and he was almost killed several times, so he lived in exile in uh, northern Africa for several years. But now that they're a democratic country, he tours around the world giving lectures about what the Congo needs help with, where they're like, yo, man, it fucking sucks. You know, we got tribal warfare and shit. And so he is looking for uh, donations to his, uh, the many groups that he represents to help. Oh, that's interesting. That's build cool. Build schools, uh, build resource centers for women so they don't get raped or genital, genital mutilation. Yeah. Um, he gives talks about resource exploitation by the West. They're trying to break those contracts still. Um, there's that. Yeah. Um, there's the movie I've, rep- I've referenced from the year 2000. It's just called Lumumba. It's in French, though. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it with subtitles. Well, that's cool. It's actually very fucking good. It gives you a real sense of his personality, or at least as translated by the filmmakers. He is portrayed by a guy, a French guy named Eric Aubenay, I think is how it's said. The only other thing I've seen him play is the character Ice in Transporter 3 with Jason Statham, hmm. which is not his cultural high. Yeah. I would not say. Um, I got one last thing from his wife, I believe is what it is. There's a letter he wrote his life, his wife when he was in prison where he said, uh, the day will come when history will speak for us, but it will not speak the history which will be taught in Brussels or Paris or Washington or the United Nations. It'll be the history which will be taught in the countries which have won freedom from colonialism and its puppets. Africa will write its own history, and in both North and South, it will be a history of glory and dignity. So that's cool. He knew what was coming. He was maybe just a little fucking early. Yeah. For democracy in that area, when you have such rich resources and colonial uh, ties. Yeah. Last thing I had is the uh, comedian Patrice O'Neill is named after him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. He's the guy who has a stand-up where he says, my name is Patrice, which is a fucking girl's name, and my mom told me I'm named after an African hero who I don't give a fuck about because he's got a fucking girl's name. (laughs) 
Isn't per- I think Patrice is dead now. Yeah, he is. Which is a bummer. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Look up Patrice O'Neill. He's funny. And Lumumba. Fucking awesome episode. That was a lot of shit. It was chaos, chaotic. Chaos. Crazy. And dark. And dark. But this is one of those things where I think maybe only a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have been interested in learning about not only my own country's politics, but anybody else's politics either. But this is just nuts of how much back and forth and how many people are involved and CIA is fucking involved in fucking Belgium, who I never realized ever really colonized anybody. They seem nice. Else. Yeah. They seem like nice people. So this is just crazy. Nobody's nice. Nobody's nice. No, don't trust anyone. Yeah. People time. People time. Uh, Leave you with that sad note. <laughs> what? Trust your grandparents. They seem nice. And make them some dabblers. <laughs> make them the dabblers. You know, show them some episodes and... Uh, Go Congo. Tell your coworkers. You know they're not doing jack shit. You're doing all the work. You know they're not doing anything. You might as well like make them smarter by having yeah. them listen to this, and then maybe they'll pick up their slack afterwards. Be like, I'm a pile of shit. People <laughs> time showed me. I'm hearing all these great people, and I need Fuck. to be better. You know when your coworker is sitting on the can in the ba- in the public bathroom at work, they're just on their phone. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, they might as well be listening to us and becoming better people as opposed. Fat pieces of shit. Make your teammates stronger by listen, telling them to listen to people time. Synergy. Yeah. Tell your manager to play us at company meetings, you fucking twats. Yeah. Go your company. People time. <laughs> hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe. Bitch.